You know those men who put fruit up one another's bottoms? Mm. <laughs> are they, uh, they, you call them, uh, is that figging? <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone. Hi. Hey, hey. This is Liza. Yo. I tried to change up the patter a little bit so it doesn't sound I, so, I, so much the Yeah. It's called professionalism. Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands. That's my middle name. God. It's silent though. It's just Liza. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. You're just we're, we're here already. Knock. If you could pick any middle name at all, what would it be? Hmm. It would be. Hmm. That's a tough one. Giga. <laughs> what? Knock Giga Sarsono. It's, it's kind of cool. I, you know, I have Giga. I like cool. as in like. You know. I've never heard you actually speak of your last name. Oh, I yeah. Oh, I thought his name was Sorensen for like seven years. <laughs> I, I did as well. I, I never read past like the fourth letter. I just kind of mm. no. I think a good middle name would be like Dave, Steve, mm. like a solid Steve, Stephen. Oh, I could say he was a Steve. What about They kind of call me out in some parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I I don't think you've got sufficient dignity to pull off Aloysius. I have zero dignity. <laughs> yeah, there you are. You see, no Aloysius That's for you. Too many not. yeses in that name. <laughs> That's why it's a middle. Yeah. Only comes out at weddings and court dates. And joining me in the studio tonight, it's Giga. G- Giga knock, Aloysius. <laughs> Giga knock, Aloysius here. Joining me on the classy girl couch, it's Prudence. I, I'm guessing know, your middle name. You know, it's funny you should say that because I was going to suggest Prunella. But no. prudence. Oh, I, like prudence. <laughs> I think prudence or prunella. Emphasis on the prune. Uh, you're anything yeah. but a prude, though. That's, you know. I am the, no, I am the opposite of prude. I will extract True. the prude from you and smack <laughs> you over the head with it. <laughs> you're an enabler. I know of the worst <laughs> kind, knock. Now right. put your clothes back on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Obviously, I'm just assigning uh, middle names. Also on the classic girl couch tonight, it's wheels. <laughs> I was going to go with trouble. Ooh. I, my middle name is trouble. It just sounds so good. Yes, that, that, that does fit. <laughs> um, that would be Arlette. And then coming to us all the way from sunny, uh, where, where are you again? Ah. Oregon? Veneta? Is that what it's called? Oregon. Veneta? Yeah, Veneta? Veneta? Veneta. Hardly sunny at all. Uh, <laughs> is it actually started snowing yet? Is it uh, getting there? there there's some, I heard a report of snow up in the mountains, but not, mm. not here. It's just lots of rain. And Bagel, I don't know what your middle name is, but I'm hoping it's Pudding. <laughs> bagel Pudding? A little yeah. soft in the middle these days. <laughs> you just start calling Bagel Pudding? Hey, Pudding. Because they putting you in jail. <laughs> I think we all have stellar made-up names. Giga's actually pretty cool, you. dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of digging it. It's a Giga name. No, what, uh, bagel, what, do you have a middle name, darling? Because I, I know do. your first name yes. is, is Thomas. Technically, yes. Uh, my, my middle name is Joseph. Joseph. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You are just got even wider. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah, Thomas Joseph. Much, 
That's two yeah. Bible names in a row. Yeah. A <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Very, very, uh, very. W- <laughs> you, you are biblical personified. Yeah, man. Bagler. Uh, all about it. Allegations. <laughs> yes, you look. You look very plain. <laughs> well, let's get to um, what happened in the garage today. Nothing. Mm. There was candy. There was and candy. Pizza. Were there insulin shots to go without candy? Um, candy, and pizza. candy and pizza. Mm. Um, yeah, we're still working our way through Halloween candy and mm. getting terribly fat on it and all hyped up. But I had an interesting thing happen this weekend. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I rent my KLR out on Twisted Road. Oh, you got Twisted Road. Ooh, another story, yeah. All right. And I have been actually <laughs> renting it like every weekend for the last month. It's no shit. crazy. You making good coin out of that? Like, yeah, okay. a few hundred bucks. That's that's pretty rad. I mean, it pays for itself <coughs> to sit there, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's registration at least. Yeah, and there's been some cool people coming through. Most of them don't don't know who I am. One one guy <laughs> last week, he you make him know who you st- are. is driving cross country in a car, but with his girlfriend, but stopping every couple of days in a city and renting a bike for a few days and riding around that area and, and exploring it. It's like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. So cool. he's riding different bikes in different parts of the country. Well, this weekend, this nice young man, mm-hmm. Liam, showed up in all of his climb gear. Mm. He's so clean. Mm. Very clean. <laughs> he was extremely clean cut. Yep. And I said, hey, nice to meet you. First thing I ask, are you familiar with the KLR? Have you ridden one before? Mm-hmm. And he said, nope. I'm like, okay. Um, and you are familiar with carburetor bikes and how a choke works? He said, nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We'll start from there. Let me show you the bike. Here's the choke. Here's how it works. You want to do this. Don't give it gas. Hit the starter button. Then you slowly work it back. Mm-hmm. Here's the light. Here's the thing. Da da da. He was uh, learning the the PEMDAS of motorcycles. Yeah, the order of and, operations. And I'm like just walking him through the bike. I'm like, look, it's got bars everywhere. You can't kill it. It's unkillable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great bike. Have fun. What are you using it for? He goes, well, I just got my license, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> and I'm renting bikes and trying them out. I want to yeah. eventually go do an adventure ride down to South America. So I'm trying different bikes out. I'm like, what a oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, and you know what? I If it would have been my KTMs or the Africa Twin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you can't. You can't hurt this bike. What a great bike to learn on, right? He hurt oh, the bike. Oh, <laughs> he hurt the bike. But first of all, what happened was um, he was going up a hill in third gear and it started lugging and he mm. didn't switch the gear in time. Mm-hmm. And then it... I think it probably just finally stalled, and he was on an uneven ground, and he fell over. Uh, is this man mm. a, in taller in stature or shorter? Yeah, yeah, he's tall enough. Oh, okay. A few inches taller It was than something okay. that he just doesn't have the, the experience yet of how to handle that. Gotcha. Um, also, they do fall over. So this but is like, yeah, okay. It fell yeah. over, so he called me, huh. and he was somewhere up in the mountains, oh, up no. like on 35 somewhere. <clears throat> oh, shit. So he oh, calls boy. me. I happened to be burying people at the time. <laughs> True story. Oh, um. And he said, yeah, so I dropped the bike, and now it won't start. Mm. Like, let me hear it. And he goes to start, I just hear click, 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 click. I'm like, is there any chance you've been trying to start it for a while now? Because mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like you've run the battery down. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to have to bump start it. Do you know how to bump start a bike? Nope. 
Wow, this guy's getting all the lessons, bro. And he's uh, he's not like a kid. I think he's in yeah. his mid to late twenties, maybe even thirty. Yeah, I mean, he's I, able to figure it. He looks like a professional dude. Yeah. He lo- he looked about twelve to me. <laughs> so I told him over the phone how to bump start a bike, and mm-hmm. I got a text a little while later said it worked. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so he's having a good time. So he brought it back today, and how's yeah? What kind of shape is? Well, that? you know, on the KLR hand guards, they're just plastic that hangs out. It's really just a wind guard. It's not a leather yeah. protector. Yeah, yeah. He so he smashed one of those. It's cracked. Okay. And then one of the highway pegs was bent. So I said, "Tell you what, replace the hand guard and that highway peg. I'm going to give you some tools. You're going to take it off. You're going to take it in, put it in the vise. You're going to fix it yourself." Oh, cool. Punishment. And he's like, cool. So, oh, I didn't tell you when, when he first, not punishment, when he first came and I was running through everything and he's like, oh, do you have other, do, is this your only bike? And I'm like, ah, no, hold on. And he was like, wow, you know a lot about bikes. I'm like, you don't know where you are. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a new rider and you just stepped in it. Let me tell you something. So you get the mother load. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't actually pull the, do you know who I am routine? Well, it, it was more no, what did. an amazing resource are. you just found right. as a new writer. Perfect. You, you just you don't even realize. I would have pulled hard on that. Do you know who I am at that moment? <laughs> I mean, that's like the perfect opportunity for it. <laughs> well, he did Google me. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you can just get him to yeah, Google he, he you. He did Google me. I'm like, yeah, I, I just, just Google me. Yeah. And he messaged <laughs> me later. He goes, oh, my God. <laughs> like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. But um, he had a great time on the bike, and he said, I learned a lot. He learned how to bump start a bike, how to ride a uh, choke, you know, a bike with a choke, and then how to pull shit apart and fix it. And yeah. he was really stoked. He wants to come back next week and start hanging out with us right. and just learn. He wants to learn. So, like, he's Excellent. in town for a couple of weeks, he said, because he's got a... No, he lives here. Oh, he lives yeah. here. Oh, he this dude lives he here. Wanted to do. He, okay. he alternates his time between Santa Cruz and Berkeley. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we have a, a new student, per se. Right. I'm, oh. I'm sure his opinion of Recycle Garage will differ when he meets you, Nock. Probably. For the worse, I hope. But... I hope. <laughs> and that's not the end need, of the story. Guy. <clears throat> oh, no. There's a guy who's um, put out word on, on a forum that he's looking for a KLR to buy. Mm. And somebody reached out to me and said, hey, you got a KLR. Do you want to sell it? I'm like, eh, for the right money. Sure. Five grand. Which is a lot more than what I paid, but there's none available right now. None. And I, if I get that much money, I'd sell but I'm not looking to sell it. I'm making money renting it. Mm. So yeah. this guy knew it was five grand. So he showed up and Arlet heard this whole thing. He's an older <laughs> guy. He has a KLR mm. with 17,000 miles. The 2013? Uh, yeah. And he said that he wants to tear it down and rebuild it. He wants to do the rings and everything. Why, though? I don't know. And he needs a second one, so we'll always have one running and one to tear down. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so he so we showed up, and um, right before um, um, Arlette helped me kind of clean the wheels, because I had cleaned them last week, now they got dirty again. Just kind of cleaned it up. So he showed up with a helmet in hand to test ride and inspect this bike, and it took him all about 30 seconds to go, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass. Um, I was looking for a beat-up project bike. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Yours is way too clean. It's ready to go. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Even Arlette was like, wow, I can't believe someone passed on a KLR for being too nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough milk crate on this. That's not enough of a shit box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, what? Uh, 
Okay. Like, yeah. I'm not sure what I, I can do with uh, that. I have a suspicion Amazing. he might have been being polite. Mm. Emma thinks that he may have been coming to try and talk me down and show me all the things right. wrong with I, it. Yeah, mm. exactly. And get a good yeah. deal. But I think he said when he, like, after yeah. about 30 seconds, he's like, oh, it looks nicer than mine. I was like, thinking, like, well, it looks way nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's sparkled. It's got a lot of good stuff. I'm like, it's stuff. ready to go. It's ready to go. Yeah. It's got good tires. It's everything. So uh, that was kind of a weird, a weird Interaction. He drove here an hour, took 30 seconds, went, mm, I'm going to pass. Cause it's too Damn, nice. that's about too nice. He's looking for something specific. I kind of get it. But it was a yeah. little like, I'm still with you on the like, he heard 5K and thought he was going to find a beater he could talk down. Yeah, that none of it made weird. any sense. <laughs> I think the reality, he, he that may be his top line figure, mm. but somehow out there he wants to find the $2,000 bike that he fixes up. Yeah, well, in Reno. Of, and there are yeah. some, yeah, there's like a $2,500 bike in like, Reno, I think. Mm. Go for it. <clears throat> and it looks actually pretty clean. It might have been a Colorado, but still. Uh, I mean, there's always a couple kicking around that far, and yeah. they've usually got enough miles that it wouldn't be that hard. So to I in. guess I'm keeping the KLR. But Yay! I've been yeah. renting it, and I like renting it out to people. Right. Because they really can't kill it. Yes. But I have an update because Liam just messaged me. Yes. He yeah. can't find a KLR handguard anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, they don't yeah. really last. I've never really... That's the first used one I've seen that still well, has them. Is it? Yeah, is it the stock handguard? It's well, a stock, plastic, just piece of plastic. Thing. Well, yeah. luckily, you know oh, wow. someone with a plastic welder. <laughs> How smashed up is it? It's, it's cracked. It's cracked at the bottom. Oh. And no, it's it's cracked. It's, oh. uh, you can almost... Do you, are you reluctant? <laughs> are you just set on keeping it stuck, or did you want it to have... Luckily, appearance? you know someone with a plastic welder. That kept blowing the fuses last week. My, it what, doesn't blow my fuses. <laughs> All right, I'll take it off. We'll see. Yeah. You may get them off the hook. But yeah, I'm like, hmm, do I make them buy me some nice hand guards now? <laughs> that seems unfair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, you know what you do? is You get them to come down and learn how to use a plastic welder. No, she blows the fuses here. With well, the dude in your welder. kitchen or something. Jeez. Just zip tie it back together. Well, it's a KLR. Exactly. And, and I just wanted to address, since I said I was burying bodies yesterday, and I did post on Facebook I was burying bodies, and I want to It was clarify. a very cryptic post. Because <laughs> oh, there were a lot of, an outpouring of support and condolences. So I want to say, first of all, I didn't know the people. Mm. I do feel bad for my <clears throat> laugh react on that one. <laughs> that was all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, girl. But, but it was a weird you. day. It was weird. It was so funny, though. It's a weird day. It's um, <laughs> friends of the family who... Um, I want their wishes were to be buried on their f- property before the, the you know the house gets sold. Oh wow! So you could haunt the ground so forever. I went there to because I'm I'm like sure I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. Went there to bury them with you know in their their property, and while I was there, I found another body in the garden shed. Wait, what? No. <laughs> yes, it's in an animal body. Yeah, no, another box of remains. Oh jeez, remains that right. Yeah, cream. Remains. You make it sound like you just opened a trunk and we're like, oh, hey, freebie. Oh, yeah. We have full body. I'm like, <laughs> what? Torso and leg and everything. everything. So I just mm. threw him in the hole. I don't know. Who, we don't know who he was. <laughs> like, we don't know who he is, but he got thrown in the hole, too. Wow. He shed oh, my man. God. I know. Isn't that weird? How dignified. That was just such a weird day dealing with dead people. Yeah. God, he just wow. when you think the trouble's over. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, is, I, it, is it better than dealing with live people? Well, I'll tell you what was more traumatic. 
to me mm. that we also found in the house. I'm not going to say exactly what it was, <laughs> but it rhymes. It rhymes with it rhymes with utlug. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going with like smut bug. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be what, a great was name. It, um, was it in the garden shed or the boudoir? It was in the kitchen ca- kitchen drawer. <laughs> It is an appliance, I guess, for some people, right? It's like I got sometimes oh, I just gotta no. have one of these in my can of. You know, you're in the middle of making pasta. Weird. The mood weird. just yeah, exactly takes you over. It's pretty weird. <laughs> um, it's wow. a pretty weird spot to keep it. Are you sure it I'm was one pressing. of those? It wasn't. Like oh a, yes, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a decorative Christmas tree. Nope. I know. Um, <laughs> Off air, I'll describe it to you because it was quite unique (laughs) and quite identifiable. Do you think it was a means of decorating cakes or something? Oh, it's a piping bag, obviously. (laughs) 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 Of course it's a piping bag. Very good. coming out of it. (laughs) 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 All right. I can move on. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so did you throw that in the hole too? (laughs) I threw it. In with the dentures. <laughs> it's a, right. it's a mayonnaise yeah. dispenser. Uh, it's like, it, this is cool. This is like, you know. It was, it was a very weird day. <laughs> and this is while Liam is calling me and saying, hey, the bike won't start. And I'm like digging a hole. <laughs> and then like, yeah, you got to figure like, it out. It's like if, it's like an Egyptian pharaoh, right? You get buried with your most prized possessions. Right. And you take well, it with you in the afterlife. And it's amazing. And so I just want to say it's actually illegal to do what I did. So I'm not saying where it was, but it's illegal to bury somebody without a permit. I thought it was going to be throwing those in with dentures. I threw in one of the cat toys from the house. (laughs) Oh, so if somebody digs it up, they'll think it's tittles. It's yes. If I ever commit a murder, I'm bringing you. You're just a flexible thinker. Of course, they're gonna. It's going to be like a a 700 pound cat. But yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Holy shit! Hey, I wanted to get to some quick news. There was a guy this week who did a thing that's pretty incredible. And I don't yes. know if you guys have heard about this. Mm-hmm. Um, this know. guy rode his Harley an extremely long distance. Did you hear about this? Anyone? No, I did not hear about this. No. Tell me more. How far do you think it would be humanly possible to ride a Harley Davidson in 100 days? Continuously, like continuous route on, ter- mm. on terrain. <laughs> like if it was Bagel. Bagel's a hardcore rider. 100 miles, Bagel. Huh? Yeah. In 100 days, how far do you think you could ride if you had just all the time in the world and just started riding around the country? If you mean if I actually wanted to ride a Harley around yeah. the country? Or um, are you screwed? I'm just saying what would be like an Well, I mean I'm presuming well, this is an extremely I, comfortable this, bagger. I yeah, I'm going to say I would I would probably I'd probably want to do something like I don't know, 15,000, 20,000 miles in that time. But I'm going to, I have a feeling this is something like 100,000 miles in 100 days. That's exactly right. Damn. Holy crap. <laughs> he Whoa. did 100,000 like miles in 100 days. Yeah, that's, that's an iron butt a day for like a third of a year almost. Right. And, it and seems... this is my, it, it seems incredible just with the numbers involved. Because, I mean, yeah. you, you're part of the iron butt crowd. And you know what kind of average speeds you have to mm-hmm. do to do a thousand mile day. And, and not just that, but just planning 
how it's possible to ride that many miles in a day because you can't do that on slow roads. You need to be out on the open highway where you are eating up miles because, you know, if you're, if your average speed is, you know, 30, 35 miles an hour, you practically can't, you can't do that in a day. Well, guess you know, what? And, and sleep. Guess what? We yeah. get to ask him how he did it next week. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yes. I booked him on our show next week. Very cool. So we get to find out because it seems impossible, but yet he did it. And then the follow-up question is, uh, what what was harder, um, riding that many miles in 100 days or dealing with all the people on social media who told him he, there's no way possible he did that? Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of people shooting him down and calling him a liar. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Does he have the receipts? I don't know. I saw, I mean, I just saw a post that showed his odometer reading. It was a brand new bike. <clears throat> a 2021 Harley Harley Davidson. Which then the third question is, what is a 2021 Harley Davidson worth with 100,000 miles on it? <laughs> <clears throat> um, so that's one announcement for next week. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, that's like mind-blowing. Danielle Lynn, who's been on the show before, yes. she has the Guinness World Record for the longest continuous ride. And she did like 45,000 miles in one year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This guy did 100,000 miles in three months. In 100 days. <laughs> yeah, that just blows everything out of the water. Blows That's everything. Amazing. What's he running from? <laughs> himself, man. <laughs> He's running from well, himself, exactly. man. Exactly. Uh, Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this um, thing we call life. Then I have another. This is kind of an announcement, but it's also a working it's it's an idea. It's, a, it's, it's an idea in progress. We have been brewing, but I want to put it out there to the listeners because this is going to. Uh, I'm putting a call out to participants. Knock, mm. you're going to love this one because you love my crazy ideas. I do. This might be the craziest. Okay, I won't immediately <laughs> shoot it down. It's a giga crazy. <laughs> oh, you're going to like this. Oh, oh good. Um, that sounds like a giga idea. <laughs> I'm thinking of setting a record myself. Mm. What's this? Yeah. But it's a record that, from all my research, doesn't exist. So whoever does it... <laughs> I like it already. ...sets a record. Does, so does it I like involve it office chairs? Uh, no, it does not. Yeah. So <laughs> I decided cut. that the best way to do this then is turn it into a competition... Mm. And I am putting a thousand dollars cash of her Holy own shit. money. Well, it's wow. Patreon money. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can hear people just unsubscribing right now. My money goes to this. But there's like five um, who are like, well, more. <laughs> yeah, thousand dollar prize. And I'm looking for about ten competitors, of which I am one of them. I'm competing to keep that damn money. Uh, <laughs> Knock. You can enter if you want. All right. So Bagel has a good chance at this. Knock, mm -hmm. you have no chance. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I should definitely enter. Huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but here's the competition. Mm. Who can sit on their bike the longest uh, without getting off or touching the ground? So I'm talking park bikes, center stand, side stand, if that's all you have, but preferably center stand. Helmet and boots. Sitting on your bike, you're allowed a bathroom break, like a five-minute bathroom break every couple hours. Or, no, the bathroom break is optional. If you choose to sit in your own filth, you can do. <laughs> <laughs> but we will give you a bathroom break. Mm. We will bring you food. 
I'm bringing food and drink, but nothing else can be brought to you. Yes. So anything wow. that you might need during like, this competition, like a blankie, um, or battery pack to recharge your phone if you want to watch movies or make calls, whatever. Mm. Anything that you might need, you have to have it on your your packs on right. normal like packs. You can't have like you know a, a four by eight sheet of plywood on your bike. You know. It's right. like, okay, so like these bikes are stood up on their kickstands. Or stood up on the side center, center stand. stand. Yep, and. So, so the rules no, are no, no pit bull stands or no uh, swing arms. That doesn't matter. Yeah, you as could long do as that. you're on you the bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, if you've only got a side stand, if you're sitting it's, on that bike and you're kind of all you want to use a pit bull. Yeah, yeah you want to use a pit bull. Get it up. That's fine. Um, so and here's kind of the rule. So I said boots and helmets at all times, even for bathroom breaks. Ooh. <laughs> um, and and eating. Oh. Yeah, you got to eat with your helmet mm-hmm. on. And you this always have to have shapes. either feet on the pegs or butt on the seat, which means you can put your kick your feet up onto the handlebars and stretch out if you want, mm-hmm. or you can stand up on the pegs. But you can't stand up on the seat and do yoga. You have right. to always yeah. have either a butt in the seat or feet on the pegs. Now, um, wow, do you have to be facing forward? As long as you're no, you can what, yeah, sit side saddle thing? if you want. Yeah, okay. as long as you have a butt in the seat and or both feet on the pegs. Feet on the pegs. Both feet on the pigs. Or, or, or off the ground. Pigs. Yeah. Oh. There will be further prizes. Mm. Nope. Um, no. <laughs> there will. No. Nope. Motortown's going to no. be involved. Yes. No. All right, then. We're not saying anything. More. There is a $1,000 prize. However. And you can sit in your own No. Field. Live entertainment. Yes. <laughs> I may be providing oh, live entertainment. We're doing entertain- this at Mototown. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so we're gonna have people like barbecuing. We're gonna have lights oh, up. Jesus. We're gonna have judges there to make sure and, if you fall asleep, yeah. uh, if you fall asleep and touch the ground, you're you, out. you're out. Um, I'll oh, probably, you gotta stay awake. Yes. Mm. No, you don't have to stay no, awake. You, you just, just have sleep. To, just sleep like with yeah. your feet up on the desk. Oh, okay. You All never right, done right. that before? No, I've well, done that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Who cool. hasn't done that? Oh, okay. Hold on. Bagel has a question. How many days are you planning on on running this thing? Well, Bagel, how many days do you think as long as it lasts, darling? I could go for a few, I think. <laughs> I'm thinking days. I could do 36 hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking oh, yeah. my sciatica would explode. <laughs> like- oh. So you can have, I was going to say, and you can have over-the-counter prescription pills with you if you need you know pills, but you know, like wait, that's those are performance enhancing drugs. No, if that, that like work? I'm gonna have Advil because I take Advil every day anyway. Right, because uh, of a just basic styling. stuff. Okay. So you can do that, but no, like no meth. <laughs> what if no meth? Please. We have a prescription for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. And if meth. if you want to mainline heroin, you've got to share the wealth. Mm. Mm. So now, well, okay. Oh God. Um, yeah, box of motorcycles. So bagel. Yeah. I guess we'll the find one out. thing is. <clears throat> If people are doing really well and say we're at the 12 hour mark, mm. um, there may be something, it may get a little harder. Incentives. Mm-hmm. No, it may get a little bit harder. Like now your gloves have to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at 24 hours, there might be a garden hose present. Garden I'm just hose. saying. I, the thing I liked the most was the pillowcase over the helmet. <laughs> or I was thinking blackout time, pillowcase yes. over the helmet. So peaceful? we're going to make it a little bit harder, a little Wait, bit harder. So you're basically going to waterboard a motherfucker. 
You can spray water on him. Yeah, you but you got your shit. helmet on. You got your helmet on. You got your helmet on. I'm what gonna, I'm I, saying, I, it's going to be a competition for a thousand bucks. Okay. Um, Wait, what was it, Bagel? And Emma What's doing that? a live burlesque show. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't think garden hose is a good idea. Oh, I think it's uh, a great idea. Well, just to replicate rain. We got to find other things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. This is a winter th- thing or a summer thing. Uh, so because then, all right, hold on. Game, Let's just say we're at at hour 36, mm. and there's three people left. Then it might be okay for the next hour. Um, standing on foot pegs only, mm-hmm. which Bagel has a great advantage. <laughs> a little bit. So I'm just saying. Uh, I I mean uh, it'll get a little bit harder. The thousand dollars is going to be earned. I'm thinking of starting on a Saturday morning at six a.m. Uh-huh. and I'm guessing it'll end Sunday evening. Okay, mm-hmm. assuming it goes past Sunday, because a motherfucker will do all kinds of shit for a thousand dollars, especially when you don't really have to do quote unquote anything. That's why well, they we'll break see. out the bad stand up. I don't comic. know. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be comfortable, no, and I, I think a lot of people are going to tap out or uh, touch the ground. You fall asleep, your foot comes off the peg. Mm. This is interesting. I mean, you know, it can knock. Mm. It can be a very long There night. he is. Oh, look at this. <laughs> it's Jim Bob. See, what did I say? Daddy. <laughs> Not dad. Daddy. <laughs> look at his hair. Luscious wow, hair. Wow, that hair actually looks good on you, Jim. <laughs> that is a good look. It's got like a slight Bon Jovi air that works. Marshall Tucker has entered the room. (laughs) Hey, I'm just curious. When you're playing your Les Paul. Are you talking to me? (laughs) Yes. I'm just curious. How low do you have it on the strap? Uh, How low can you go? (laughs) I'm a low rider. So, Jim, we were just announcing my crazy challenge idea. The sitting on bikes. Yeah, that's a crazy idea. Here's the thing. I want to do it in January. And I'm (laughs) looking for people who want to enter the competition. Is that hopefully it's raining? Well, we'll see. Rain or shine, this is happening. Um, I'm looking for people who are interested in entering. Um, I have one person who so far so is wait, interested. Only is that one not? person he looks wins interested. Only one, one person. person. I'm looking for I'm ten. Mm. There's room for ten people to enter. Mm. So I'm trying to see if there's enough people because every misfit I've talked to so far is like, "Fuck that!" Like, <laughs> I'd get bored after about an hour. I, the attention span seems to be the big break. People are like, you know, it's uh, mm, no. I think now, the question was, can you or do you want to? Yeah, right. Well, mm. Liza, a couple questions. Now, yeah. have you actually researched to see if if there is a record I, for this? I did not find any. I found one. Mm. Uh, there's a record for um, being on a stationary bike. Pedaling. Mm. Now it's kind of bullshit because they gave mm. him five minutes an hour for a break and he could pull that, stay on the bike, and then pull it and take a nap. Mm. Like, no, no, I ain't going to be that nice. Okay. So, I'm- so but, is, but the other question is is there a, are you going to have Guinness certify this? Or? So to certify with Guinness is a whole nother level and it costs, I think last time I priced it out, it's like another $1,500. We're just going to go Budweiser. So <laughs> I'm okay, not wait. going to do a Guinness uh, certification because. Because <laughs> I like that, I think that this is a great challenge that anyone is capable of attempting anywhere in the country. So I want to start it off and us do it, and see if anyone else wants to try and beat it. Is in regards to this particular contest, yeah. is there an entry fee for the contestants? 
No. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, because oh, you know me, I always say no to everything at first, and now I'm intrigued. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got an Africa twin with a center stand. I do have, no, I have a Corbin seat. And a Corbin seat. But yours is heated and cooled, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, Dude, did she get Corbin to, to like sponsor this? <laughs> uh, but so here's my question. Okay, yeah. let's say everybody was in play, everybody you know more or less. Who, do you th- who would you bank on? Like, let's say we were committed. Who do you think could... Bagel. Let's stick it out. Mm-hmm. Bagel. Wait, not me? Well, besides Bagel, because he wins. Bagel wins. <laughs> I, <laughs> After bagel. Liza, I think you've got the will, but I think your body would fail you. Mm. I'm I, I really good I at think, sitting, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Liza, I think, I think your knees are going to be your Achilles. I, I think yeah. your, your body would suffer mm. a catastrophic failure and you'd drop out. I don't know. How would you plan the strategy? I'll tell you, Matt um, from Law Tigers. He kind of he was thinking he wants to do it. Well, he's He's a skinny little guy. I would not. I would not bet against Matt. Big cozy bike though. Who? Matt from Law Tigers. From who? From what? (laughs) From Law Tigers. (laughs) Law Tigers. Great. (laughs) We love Um, Law Tigers. God. So I'm looking for people. Not only people who want to enter. If I can get. Nine other people besides myself. Yes, Jim? Um, is it something you all, we're, we're going to do it at the same time? Yes. What if yes. Can you participate virtually from another state? No, but you can have your own competition. Uh, I think we state. maybe think about that because what if someone in Minnesota is like, oh, dude, I could sit on this thing all day because it's there's four feet well, of snow outside. Well, because we're going to be ramping it up, making it harder. Um, just because I need to go back to work on Monday, <laughs> but um, and, and but no, this like I said, I think this is something that we're gonna do the first one and set a bar, and then I think people around the country, world, really, can then try and raise the bar on it and do it themselves. So you're trying to cap it at a certain. What's the maximum that you're gonna allow? Like I don't you, know. We'll see. 18 hours, I don't, 48 hours. I don't hours. think people are going to go twenty or 48 hours. No. I feel like there should be attorneys involved with this in like a non-disclosure <laughs> form that has the word death on it. I, I feel like it could also <laughs> be like a John Waters movie marathon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, um, well, I do I, like the, the ramping up difficulty. That that also yeah. has my, my curiosity. Yeah. The whole not taking your helmet off to eat thing. I don't have a modular helmet. <laughs> That's a logistical concern. <laughs> well, I've maybe got some here in the we'll get just wear a uh, three quarters uh, skullcap. Yeah. yeah, a little skullcap. Death first. Yeah, I was thinking that I don't know. But like at hour yeah. nine, can we spray him with the hose? Well, see, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, but bagels, water. not liking it. Simulated. Um, that's just water. It's just okay. <laughs> you just get hose. Yeah, but it's hose <laughs> water. It's simulated about yeah. it. Simulated rain. I should use. Uh, you have hose water and somebody with the uh, with a blower. Oh, here comes the hail. Yeah, one of those. Oh, there's here comes a dog. <laughs> just throw tumbleweeds um, at them. And just right? and just to further the <laughs> rules, um, I think I said it, but just state. You cannot have anything brought to you. You have to have everything with you. So if you're getting mm. cold and you want a blanket or something, mm. you have to have packed it onto your bike. Oh, is that including food and drink? Food and drink will be provided. Oh, and okay. bathroom breaks, five-minute bathroom bathroom breaks will be allowed every so often. What if there's a taco truck on the way to the bathroom? What if there happens to be a taco in the bathroom? Yeah, the moment you... It's a trap. In. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure out But thank out you for the, details, the suggestion. But, yeah. And we will cater to vegetarians. Oh, I forgot. It's Emma's bathroom. I'm the, not sure what you might find. Yeah, watch out for the snake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch out for the snake. Yeah. Sammy? 
Um, so there you go. If you're interested in entering this, I haven't set a date yet, um, and you are willing to come out here to lovely Marina, California. Or if you're just interested in seeing me do a burlesque show. What are we? Rowie? Yeah. Live or, entertainment, hey, darling. I, I, I'm, I you can that. also rent a bike on... Uh, Twisted Road to do it on, like my <laughs> KLR, which has a center stand. Does Boom. it does a trike Wait. count? No. What what do we call this competition? I guess it doesn't matter if we're it's bored a as fuck. Do we call it the Miller. Okay, hold on. Miller. So we've been working on this. I was trying to think, what's harder than iron? Granite. And I was like, diamond Blue butt, steel. granite diamond. butt, carbon butt, boredom butt, kryptonite, steel, Just kryptonite butt. No, sounds uh, like a, something you like get titanium shot for. butt, ass butt, titanium, titanium butt <laughs> challenge, poopy butt, poopy. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> do you know anybody that puts fruit? I'll oh, stop. <laughs> uh, stop. Fruit up their butt. Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, <no>. Liza's sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god, god, you broke her giggle box. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he was got. <laughs> oh, wow! I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, maybe, the, maybe the stone butt. <laughs> no, this is Eliza Miller's pins and needle challenge, 2022. <laughs> pins and needles challenge. I yeah, like that, or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, granite butt. Keep it regional. Granite butt. Granite mm. is hard. Yeah, and then uh, we have a lot of it around here. Yes, we do. Called the <laughs> Numb Nuts Challenge. Yeah, num, I go with Knox. Non-gender specific. Num non-gender challenge. Num nuts challenge. I, I love that. it. There you go. Write that oh, down. Numb nuts. Numb nuts. You spell that with a Z. Inclusive. Num nuts challenge. Two Zs maybe. Okay, so if you're interested in entering in the Numb Nuts Challenge, <laughs> you don't have to have nuts to for actually do it. Prize of one thousand no. dollars cash. Uh, send a, mm. send us an email at recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail dot com and say I'm interested. There you go. Oh my! So bagel, would you come down for that? Maybe <gasps> I I think you'd win it, bagel. Ain't nothing but I the might, num nut. Might have to bring the Heinkel. Mm. Yeah, you bring the H E triple one. You could sleep in the Heinkel. All right. So the <laughs> downside is you don't have a lot of cargo on it to carry. Things oh, that you'll I've, need, but you can have a backpack and a and a merch oh, and stuff. I've, I've got a curry hook. I can carry all kinds of stuff on there in a bag. Okay. Mm. So, you guys, what do you think? Anyone here want to enter? No, no. I uh, approve <laughs> yeah, of the maybe. frivolity of all of this. All right, you don't also, get to dating it. Is is there a date set yet? No, but I'm thinking January. Yeah. And this is, is this going to be outside? Yes, it's going to be outside. Oh, in so we wearing jackets and stuff too. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do own <clears throat> okay. a lot of wool blankets and have a prescription for Adderall. Interesting. So. <laughs> right. Oh, performance-enhancing drugs. Yes. Hold on, hold on, bagel. Oh, this changes everything. Bagel's processing. Yeah. What was that, bagel? Yeah, I was going to say th- this may call for heated gear of some kind. Mm. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Just remember, Can- if you bring heated gear, mm-hmm. you've got to have a means of powering it because yes. no outside power will right. be provided. But you can run your bike. You can run your bike. Can run the bike. And eat peyote. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> oh. That, well, now you have to. <laughs> right. Now you have to. <laughs> I'll go eight hours. All no right. Problem. There it is. <laughs> like the it. Numb Nuts 
challenge. Numb nuts challenge. Are you sure numbnuts. you don't want to do numb butts? Numb nuts? Too late. Really? You, you said did numb nuts. Right. This is on you. You can't walk it back. Liza Miller's numb nuts peyote challenge. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no. Let's go. I see a Hunter S. Thompson logo yeah. in the works there. Oh no. <laughs> and then the bats started showing up. Oh, I have two and then thumbs. He disappeared into the bathroom and never came out. Yeah. All right. Let's Where's see. The salt I got shaker a couple. Not? Yeah, should we do the ch- the oh, other my. challenge now? Yeah. Let's do There's the another one. Let's let's do the other challenge. challenge. How many challenges okay. we got tonight? Well, let's no, this one is dueling porn pick. Oh yes. Oh hey. Mm. So what? Jim oh, and Knock are the judges. Mm. Jim and Knock are the judges. I've won already. Bagel oh, yeah. Arlet <laughs> and Emma and I have all found bikes. <clears throat> Here's the, the criteria. criteria. Are you sending it to me or? Uh, we'll show it to you here in the room. Um, the criteria is. Hey, it's coming up winter and a lot of people can't ride. They got to put their bikes in the garage. We're always encouraging people to learn how to wrench. And we're trying to find the perfect project bike to learn to wrench on mm. over the winter mm-hmm. to rebuild. That's the goal. Okay. That's uh, a shit mm-hmm. box hunt. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'll go first. You go first. Because Emma thinks she's got this thing in the Does bag. price come into play? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. All right. Price. And if this All is a good things. project to learn on, yes, uh, yes, all the things. I have a pretty cool thing. Um, oh, it's a Sax Madass. No, I have a 2012 Sax Madass 125. <clears throat> Ooh, how much so and this one is in Massachusetts. Mm. So, um, d- Jim, you know what a Sax Madass is, right? I don't think so. So look it up. This <laughs> is what famously that um, Phil Phil's from Cleveland Moto rode cross country. And he has a couple of them How in his garage. How do you spell it? M A S A C H S. Okay, and that okay that I got. And okay. so this is a, it's a German name, German made bike, oh. and this one has been sitting in brand new condition. Look at it; it's brand new, knock. Dude, what's wrong with it? It's eight hundred dollars. What? That sounds like a scam, bro. Uh, how many um, CCs is it? It's a one twenty five. So a one twenty five CC bike is a great bike. To, to learn to wrench on. It's simple. Um, there's not a lot to it, but you can get in there and, and wrench and rebuild things if you need or this want is, or this fix. Is a, Where's Kuala Lumpur? Take a look. Is that <laughs> Philippines or? <laughs> Kuala Malaysia. Lumpur. Is that Malaysia? Malaysia. Malaysia. It's your butt. <laughs> and it's it, and the reason I think it's great because it's unusual. It's in you. very good condition. Yes. So it's not like you're getting a very old Honda that's all rusty. Um, and it's unusual, so it's kind of uh, unique and fun. This is a, this has got to be a scam. This is like moped scammer bait. I, I moped don't know, lover man. scammer bait. I, it's winter in Massachusetts. Things get cheap over the winter. These things are kind of are they are they not priced? Would they be more? Not than many right people now? know what they are. Yeah, I'm reading so, about it right now. Um, yeah. So I have. A Sax Mattis, one twenty five for eight hundred dollars. As appealing that <clears throat> as that is, Liza, I feel it's very feeble thinking on your part. It's clearly babbling from the sick bed. Okay, I have my thoughts, <laughs> but I will I will keep them reserved. So, do you want to do you want to sell yours, or I get to hear the other one first? No, no, no. You get to hear uh, all of ours, and then I get to ask questions. Uh, yep. All right. So, Bagel, you want to go next? Yes. So, I have a scooter project. Yep. What a surprise. Quel uh, surprise, mon ami. Uh, this is, and this is a real deal. This is in Gresham, Oregon. This is a vintage Vespa, a 1966 Vespa Sprint, uh, which has been uh, 
customized a bit. Uh, it runs but needs some work and has parts to fix the front fork. Um, and as I don't know if you were able to show pictures up on the screen there. No, um, I didn't. I didn't put it up. What is it <clears throat> okay. again, Beagle? I'll, I'll, I got it. Uh, it's I'll a 1966 Vespa Sprint. Mm. And it's uh, it's a complete bike, but the um, the front, uh, I guess, the knuckle and the front suspension is it's this cast aluminum piece, and it's broken in half. Mm. Oh, you mean but, aluminium, darling? Aluminium, yes. But he has the a new part to replace it with. Oh, uh, shit. It just needs to go to somebody who can do the work to swap out all the parts and put it on. How much do you want for um, it again? They're asking fifteen hundred, marked down from two thousand. That's a nineteen sixty six. Yes, Dude. listed five may, weeks may ago. May I say this? Are you going to get that bagel? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking you should no. get it. Bro. <laughs> it's right down the street, <laughs> man. If I didn't like already have a best, if I didn't already have a Vespa Sprint, I might. But and I have to say, this bike looks really familiar. Like I think I might have seen this at a scooter rally before. Mm. Um, it's got a very uh, unique sort of a Harley Davidson skull cast aluminum taillight. <laughs> Well, you could have uh, another Vespa Sprint that you could loan out to a buddy, you know? Well, that's cool. possible. Does, I'm sorry, does does it run? It does run. Okay. But the, the front suspension is busted. The, it. uh, okay. the, it's the, just the, a the... part swap, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the part's there, okay, so you just need to swap it out. And Liza's, did yours run? Uh it has low mileage, I, but it's been sitting. <laughs> no, so I think it needs no, to have I, like a carb clean. Ran when parked? Yeah, that's okay. my guess. Now, How much was another... yours? 800. All right. Okay, now this is a bit more. This is fifteen hundred, but I also want to say that that it doesn't mention it in the in the ad. But I think this bike has a performance kit on it because mm. it, it originally it's a one fifty, uh, but this probably has either a one sixty six or a one seventy seven kit because I see that there's an expansion chamber underneath the bike. Okay, I think it should so. be disqualified for that skull tombstone <laughs> taillight. Oh come on! That's oh, the that's the, that's the, I, that's no, the, you're buying the two like skull. That's, best that's the piece de resistance. Yeah, no, you're buying the, the, the yeah, skull tombstone headlight, and you get a scooter with it. I'd also yeah. like to say, whenever anyone says all you need to do is this, the question is then why didn't you do it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all that. But but it looks like it's a solid and complete bike, and you know in oh. any vintage Vespa you're gonna have to wrench on it. So you yeah. know it's just like you're just oh, diving and in. And it was originally red and it's painted. Yes, gunmetal gray. Oh no! Oh, it just, probably yeah. was some just other gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome. It's, it's, it's not a bungee cords on it. It's a rat. It's a rat bike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's got stickers yeah. on it. Yeah, I'm just it's saying it's twice paint. as much as mine. That'll get you yes. in the rallies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's classic. This is vintage. Mm-hmm. Fable. <laughs> Fable. <laughs> okay. It's Fable. I like to say I'm still winning, but okay, good contender. Mm. Fable. Arlette, what do you have? Much faster uh, than yours, though. So I, oh. I just punched Ranwen Parks into Facebook <laughs> nice. Marketplace. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yes. And then filtered for motorcycles, scrolled past a few lawnmowers, uh, <laughs> and I found in Aubrey, California, uh, for 550 bucks, I think there might be two of them, a 1970 Yamaha DT. Ooh, mm. yes. Uh, claims to have been driven 4,600 miles. Um, but it was the description I loved. Uh, bike's in pretty good shape. I rode it around quite a bit last summer. These are snappy little two-strokes for sure. Ran when parked. Haven't really messed with it since. Uh, mm. Missing when it says Twilight, I'm assuming a typo. And brake light cover and rear, no pink slip, bill of sale only, not in DMV system anymore, so apparently that's a good thing. I take trades as well, or, you know, make me an offer. I like money, too. How, how much is it? Uh, 550 Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Not, and not there's a lot of parts for those old DTs. No, but I assume, like, I've bought a bike that way, and they usually have a box of parts, or some stuff lying around, <laughs> or they're just cool to talk to. Yeah. 
Um, but I figure 550 bucks. It's small. Yamaha DT parts availability. Yeah. Be interesting. It wouldn't be great. You'd yeah. be chasing it down for a little while, but it's small, and I figure you'd run out of things to fix on it at some point. What, what size was easy it? To build. I'm not sure. It looks like maybe 125. Is it Emma? What, what size do you think that bike would be? What year Could was be it? 250 DT. It, uh, it looks like a hundred. It'll be a fun little thing. DT one hundred. Yeah, I mean, if you want to learn how to rebuild a two-stroke instead of a four-stroke. Yeah. Well, that's a cool little. But what color is it? Uh, black and gray. <laughs> I also knew the audience, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and how much was it again? Five fifty. Five fifty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that whole uh, no, no, no title out of the system, no, no title. It's a gamble. Uh, it's a Bill gamble. of sale, but you know, it didn't sound perfect, but it wasn't one of those like where they say like it's completely up to date and you're like <laughs> it has weeds growing through it. We're talking porn pick here, so yeah. We're, we're, I have an update on mine. Oh, see. Oh, yes. Totally. I read down to the bottom. It says title status missing. Oh, mm. nasty business. But it comes with a year's supply of dim sum. <laughs> but it's only got 500 miles on it. That title, though. Yeah, <laughs> but it's brand new. Okay. Okay. All right, Emma. And now on to the winner. <laughs> so um, so confident. I like it. I want this. Occasionally, want this occasionally, occasionally, you may walk up to a Honda Goldwing and look at it and think, that isn't big enough. <laughs> so you want something oh, a little no. bit larger. Now, thankfully, oh, Suzuki came up with the answer with the, with the cavalcade. Now, the, the cavalcade is That's a, not a real name. I, don't, I refuse to believe you. No, the uh, cavalcade is a 1400cc V4 liquid cooled. Very advanced. What is this? A Suzuki cavalcade? Cavalcade 1400. So... Here we are, oh, not yes, one, ma'am. but <laughs> two, and a bit. And I'm going to read the description. Wow. I must part with my latest Suzuki Cavalcade rebuild projects. I simply don't have the time now to focus on it. Having rebuilt three of these before, I know the beast well. The best all-round touring motorcycle ever made, in my opinion. I still have my original, but these two, and a bit need to find a new enthusiast with the re- time to rebuild one or two great bikes again. So we'll go through the pictures. And he's posted 24 pictures because he can't post. He has got a driveway full of parts. Mm. Two complete bikes. The best news is they're brown. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just boxes of parts. And two, and possibly more than two, complete bikes the one has got a cb radio oh wow does it have an antenna yes oh that's big and um the best thing about these bikes is you wouldn't actually need to make them into bikes you could just kind of assemble them into a tiny house and live in them (laughs) um anyway for lazy boy on it how how much is this all of this so basically Mm. two and a half bikes two and a half Large brown motorcycles. Six hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> oh shit! Of course, you're gonna win that one. I mean, best it's offer. It's hold all on, best hold on, hold offer. on, hold on. The whole premise here is for somebody to get into wrenching. Oh, I think a project it, bike for the winter. No, I think it'd be perfect. Might this be a little over the head? It for sounds people. like somebody filled the school bus up in their backyard with junk. Yeah, and, I know. And had someone buy it. No, no, totally, no, no, no. It's no, totally no, no. great if you have an airplane hanger for a garage to work yeah. in. No, it's. I mean, look, um, I'll let. Let me show you. 
there is, um, let me find the picture of the driveway. There you go. That's what you get for $650. Yeah, I think the problem is finding the place to keep all of that. That's like as much room as an RV. Sounds like somebody who was about to get a divorce. But they're brown. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what shade of brown is that? Is it poo brown? Poo brown. <laughs> poo brown. All right, what else we got? That's it. So this is for, and I, I just want to say, uh, just to shoot hers down, <laughs> that um, at least the vintage Vespa, a vintage two-stroke, and my modern bike are all simple, mm-hmm. easy to work on. But yours doesn't have a for title. For somebody who's learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think a Cavalcade 1400 is a Yeah, perfect, but if you're going to ride a madass, a how legal do you need to be? Perfect bike to learn to wrench on. Um, perfect. Um, or you could just get a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much we are All in right. sailboat territory. So, Jim <laughs> and Knock, you get to pick who won I, I like the ve- Winter Project Challenge. Okay. I like Bagel's scooter idea just because it's just a part swap. And then you get a functional scooter. And then you can make new friends with your scooter trash friends. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, a, it's a gateway to not only uh, mechanican. But also like strange people, which but, is always nice. It, I mean, do you want to run with that unlawful scooter crowd? It's yes, got because they have a lot of unruly. It's got, do, no, they, no. do they have cookies? Yeah, on, but look, you got to remember those Vespa people are elitist, and you show up with that to, that skull uh, tail light and a spray paint job on that Vespa. No, that's, 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 that was a Vespa, nah. though, right? Yeah, it's a Vespa. Yeah, it's okay. A real deal. So as long as it's they a Vespa, totally, totally so you just, just count on their forgiving nature. Yeah, uh, I, it's, I it's just like when like I told Bagel, "Hey, now that I have a Honda Elite scooter, can I join you in some of the rallies?" He's like, <laughs> "Um, uh, <laughs> no, I said no, you could. You could. I was from just over there, you though, that right? Some people are <laughs> the not, window. you yeah. know, down with the plastic." <laughs> so I have a couple of questions for all of you. So the obvious okay. ones first, Liza. I ha- I've never heard of your motorcycle, so if I have to get on a forum, is there a forum, and is there such a thing as spare parts, or is it interchangeable with another motorcycle? Not interchangeable, but I mean they exist, but it's such a simple. There are so Banggood, so Banggood yeah. supply chain. Has it's German. Are, it's German made. There are no parts. Well, there's a bunch in Phil's garage because he's got two of them. <laughs> well, you got you got to know Phil to have your. So there's madness. that. And is there any like? Is there a forum? I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, so those are my for you. So for bagel, I like. I wanted to like bagels too, but mm. the thing about bagels, there's no engine issues. It's almost like the bike's too in too good a well, shape. Let me just tell you, this is a vintage Vespa two-stroke. There are always engines. That is always going to be a problem. (laughs) Okay, all right. You're you're always going to have to do something to it. You need to decoke the cylinder head every 3,000 miles. You know, it always needs work. It always needs needs tinkering. So even if it may be running now, yeah. Okay, so Emma, I'll save yours for last. I like the DT100. Because it's a two-stroke and it's old. And I bet you can find parts for it. I bet There it's is a not... climber manual for it, too. Yeah, there Ooh. you go. Yeah. And it's all cool. Right. If you look at it, it's a cool-looking bike. And you can ride it and you could take it to a show and you could do all the things. All the things. And you could still run it around off-road and like a total idiot. <laughs> yes, you can do all the things with it. <laughs> I like that. And this is awesome because you will get asses and elbows deep into a project. Um, but it was made for three years. So where do you get parts? Ooh. Mm. I feel like yeah. Oh, I feel that parts yeah. are 
parts for grow on trees. I think, <laughs> you know, all you need to do is you just need to find a Suzuki tree in your local park and shake it and you'll get cavalcade <laughs> Does parts. it have anything in common yeah, right. with the intruder? No. But it does have a lot in common with the Madura. <laughs> mm. I saw those in Fresno. I think they sold them in Fresno. Yes. Yes. Okay, so there's that. So I'm somewhere between the two strokes because I think um, that's what's going to be around. That's what you want to keep around, and that's like a heart of a part of motorcycling. Mm. So I'm going to throw a curveball here and go with uh, with Bagel. I think right. the scooter. Oh, man, you both pick bagel. Well, I think nice. it's I think it's challenging mechanically, and it's accessible. And I think if you can work on a scooter all the time, you can work on anything. Yeah, and it's a mm-hmm. two stroke, so you learn to have two strokes work and tell okay. people they are. I'm gonna. Yep. I'm I wouldn't gonna, pick it for myself. I'm going I to join your bandwagon <laughs> and say I agree that it is a perfect project bike because not many uh, motorcyclists also have a scooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's a great entry yeah. into that to yeah. have fun mm-hmm. yep. on a scooter too. But people who do have them have a blast. Do you mm-hmm. do you want to go to naked rallies? You <laughs> <get a> fucking <laughs> scooter, How dog. Do do it? Also, I think this one might be a 175. If that's what yeah. you say, yeah. Yeah. it's hard. I'm now between I them both. So I, I love the. Dirt I bike. think I think you guys picked a good one, and I would encourage somebody to look at a vintage Vespa as a potential project bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and don't be afraid to. Yeah, don't be afraid to take something apart, especially if it's one cylinder yeah. and one carburetor. Um, no, not yeah. a 1400cc V4. <laughs> and I just have a follow-up follow question for Emma. Yes. How hurt are you right now? Oh, not <laughs> crushed. I'm crushed, darling. Pure psychic pain. Crushed. Yeah. Congratulations, Bagel. Yeah. You like, won uh, nothing. Like Rizzo said, you got to diversify Yay. your bonds, man. You know? I'm just glad no, that I, I stayed in the game that long. That no, I, I really think that was quite well won on your part, Bagel. <laughs> well done, my yeah, Thank you. All right. You guys ready for the next? This one is a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, there's this. more? There's more to this? Oh, my God. We have another segment. Oh, there's man. Right. This is another segment. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> oh, ah. Why, yeah. So we've got we've got a tell, a tell me why in this one. Yes, is from Michael Leonard. Hello, Michael. He says, "If you're up to it again this week, tell me why there aren't <laughs> more companies that make both motorcycles and cars. Mm. Obviously, Ooh. there's Honda and." Uh, and then also the Suzuki. Suzuki. Um, it just seems like there would be enough overlap to make the pairing tempting in the corporate world. Hmm. Thanks, slightly drunk Mike from South Carolina. Right. Hey. So, um, so this is going to turn into a big segment, and there's a lot of reasons well, why. But no, let's first start with tell him why. Um, there are more, but you just don't realize it. Yeah. So Honda. Let's start with Honda, because that's quite an obvious one. You can buy a Honda CB500. You can buy a Honda Accord. Very good. No problem then. It's the same Honda. Suzuki. You can buy a Suzuki Katana. Or Or Samurai. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Best out-of-the-box 4x4 ever. Same company. Now we're going to start getting a little more obscure. Kawasaki don't make cars, but Kawasaki heavy industries make ships, trucks, aircraft, mm-hmm. factories, machine. Fucking helicopters, bro. Yes, mm-hmm. Kawasaki helicopters are uh, absolutely superb. Um, 
out of all the four Japanese companies, Kawasaki are by far the largest, although the motorcycle division is one of the smaller ones. Let's go to Yamaha. Now, Yamaha don't... You can't buy a Yamaha car. But you can buy a car with a Yamaha engine. Mm-hmm. You, in the 1980s, you could buy a Ford with a Yamaha engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ford Taurus SHO. Output. Ford Taurus SHO, well done, with that little V8 in it, which was a Yamaha engine. And it's yeah. not the only one. You know, Yamaha see themselves as these innovators, in a lot of ways far more so than Honda. Honda's quite a conservative company. Yamaha really get out there. I mean, they're the ones who did the four valve, the first four-valve head way back in the 70s with the TX500. First five-valve head, six-valve head, seven-valve head. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. They experimented with seven-valve cylinder heads. The only reason uh, it didn't take off is it wasn't efficient. Can I just say, I'm disappointed that Yamaha did not make a two-stroke Taurus. Yes, that would have been quite (laughs) something. Um, So, in a lot of cases, um, motorcycles and car manufacturers are linked. Let's talk about Ducati. Now, Ducati make motorcycles. We all know that very good. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people don't realize is they're owned by the Volkswagen Audi Gruppe. BMW. We forgot BMW. Well, we're <laughs> going to come to BMW. So, although Ducati, you can't buy a Ducati car, you can buy an Audi, which is under the same banner. Um, BMW, of course, is a great example that BMW made motorcycles and make cars. A lot of people get confused and they say, well, Triumph Motorcycles and Triumph Cars. Very different companies. In fact, in the mid-70s, you could buy a Triumph motorcycle, you could buy a Triumph car, or you could actually buy Triumph women's underwear, and they were three (laughs) completely separate companies with the same name. Hmm. Wow. Yes. I want that Triumph underwear. Triumph <laughs> and bicycles. Triumph. bicycles. I hope the whole thing's a union jack. Triumph, <laughs> Triumph I hope it make rumbles the bra like the for the way you are. Yes. Mm. Um, so in, in a lot of cases, manufacturers have got their tentacles everywhere without you realizing it. And I think that's the key why you don't often see the crossover. Mm-hmm. Because <coughs> these days... People, you know, branding is very, very important. So to actually start a new product line, a completely new product line, like a car with a motorcycle name on it, it doesn't make sense. Especially if the company, yeah, it's a huge investment. Especially if the company that owns the motorcycle company, like Ducati being owned by Audi, already has an established brand. Mm-hmm. Why would Audi, knowing that they own Ducati, knowing that they own Lamborghini, why would they make a premium Italian exotic brand of Ducati cars when they already own Lamborghini, which is an established brand? And what would a Ducati car look like? Mm-hmm. It would look like a bloody Lamborghini, so why bother? Mm. Yeah. What I think is more interesting is if we kind of think... What would a Ford motorcycle look like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. 
Oh, no. It could go, well, hang on, Bagel. It could go <laughs> one of two ways. You could think of Ford in terms of like an F-150. So a Ford motorcycle would be sort of almost KLR-ish <clears throat> because that's the kind of F-150. But I'd Very like to kind of throw the I'd like to throw the curveball there is that Ford, God bless them, actually took a mid-engine supercar and made it for an affordable price. If you call one hundred and fifty thousand an affordable price, the Ford GT. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, what would a Ford motorcycle look like? Very utilitarian. Um, yeah, you think they'd do the F-150. Here's especially, what, well, the whole company is going now towards trucks. They've abandoned their whole car line, basically. Oh, yes. those F-150s Mustangs, Mustangs, yeah. Mustangs are now huge. SUVs. But what about a oh, Shelby, yeah. like a Shelby-designed motorcycle? Yes. Um, Just something American and ripping, a like a Buell. Like for, a Buell what, what a Ford. So I'm thinking a, a, a large-size Honda Arrow with a pickup bed. <laughs> I think, here's a question for you, Bagel, because... Um, I found out me and Arlette share a love <laughs> of large British sedans. Oh. We both love Jaguars. They're so Very nice. smooth. Ooh, what would a Jaguar motorcycle look like? Ooh. That's an interesting Ooh. one. That would be sexy. I don't think it would be a cruiser. Wait, who owns no, Jaguar now? A... Is Jaguar its own entity? Ta -ta. Tatar, Tatar. Oh, it'd be a blue oh, between, a, think, between mm, a, like an Italian. Ducati what was that? Um, Triumph. What was that, that. Uh, bike we saw at the Honda Museum that turned into the eighteen hundred? It wasn't a, v, a VTX. It was um, what's that Honda Cruiser? What? Rune, Rune. It would oh, look like Rune. a Rune. You think it'd be Rune like? Rune. No, I, I look th like a Rune. I think a Rune's a little too flashy. Well, I I imagine it would be something sleek. Yes. Probably long and long and low. Yes. Um and powerful. I would say almost like and no joke, similar to a, a cooled out Busa. Okay. It could be <laughs> or like like apply like a uh, Range Rover aesthetics to a Hayabusa. Bagel, you described a rune just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or um Well hold on, Emma. Yes. I actually want to go around the room on this. I have a list of car companies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I want everyone to take a turn and describe what they think a motorcycle from this company would look like. So, um, Jim. Yes. What would a motorcycle from Chrysler look like? Oh, uh, it would look like that moped that you gave to Jake <laughs> when she came here when she was 14. And she shoved a crushed can into the airbox to make it run. So I think, was that a Mobicane? I think a Mobicane. Motobacan? Motobacan, a 49cc Motobacan. Oh. Would, it, would it have push-button transmission? It would be everything would be push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bagel? Now, yes. What do you think a Fiat would look like? Ooh. Ooh, man. <clears throat> you have a Fiat, don't you? I, I do. Mm -hmm. Ooh, no pressure. <clears throat> <sighs> I mean... I mean, you've got you've got the Vespa. That's you know yeah. classic Italian, you know, small transportation with two wheels. Uh, I don't know what Fiat would do. Got, I think it, it looked like a Vespa. Be, it would, have to, yeah. it would have to be some sort of a scooter, but it would have to be significantly different from a Vespa in style. Mm. Like, like it would. Really like, disc looking thing. Well, maybe. no, I'm thinking. Jeez. Um, oh, like 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 a retro '60s scooter. Like like if they took they took the design for the I think it was a scooter called the Rumi. Mm -hmm. Are you yes. 
And if they brought back that or something like that in a modern style or an updated styling, I could see that coming from Fiat as a two-wheeled product of some kind. Yes. Mm. Okay. All right. Knock. Oh, boy. Here we go. <clears throat> Subaru. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that'd be, oh, well, they're kind of <laughs> known for their for their four wheel drive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Urban Explorer kind of like you know rally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something like adventurous, something definitely adventurous. Mm-hmm. Some uh, sumo, yeah, definitely a super, some sort of super motar type looking I would say bike. DRZ four hundred. It would probably be like something what uh, what uh, KTM and uh, Husker mm-hmm. Barna are doing right now with their with their mm-hmm. six ninety cool. plus platforms, eight ninety oh, nice. platforms. Yeah, Ooh, and every, be- yeah, that that would definitely go in line with that. And that that market's growing, right? It's constantly right. growing. So it's hipster. Arlette, yeah, Husqvarna. Uh oh. VW. Uh. Oof. Uh, it's it's hard not to say KLR. Just we have to be adjusting all the time. <laughs> well, VW, Volkswagen. I mean, think they have mm-hmm. camper vans and they have Passats and they have you know all the different things. And they have those so. little zippy cars. Mm-hmm. Is, is VW GTI. kind of a prestige name? But I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say well, because Volkswagen is the only one who really did those kind of like camper vans, right? Yeah. So true. I had one. What if they made a motorcycle from that line? I mean, that just ooh feels to me like the like the Ninja 300 or something like little practical but still sort of adorable with knobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Mass, yeah. mass appeal of <laughs> the bike. Yeah, Can I well, suggest one for Volkswagen? I'm yeah. listening. <clears throat> Uh, look up Volkspod. Oh boy, Ooh. Volkspod. <laughs> Volkspod. It's it's basically uh, somebody who took a little mini bike, like a like a oh my little, God. like moped, <laughs> like like your electric mini bike, and put a Volkswagen fender around it. Oh yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that cool. also sounds like a like a Honda Monkey or something. Yeah, I know. Just, yeah, like <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Emma. Yes, darling. What would a motorcycle from Yugo look like? <laughs> <Ooh. That's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Very Eastern. That one you had for your porn pick. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, a, right? Something 1930s German. <laughs> I was, you know, when I first came I down to <laughs> Misfits, one of my first trips down to Misfits, I was on the Simpson Schwalbe. And... I think a Yugo motorcycle would look very similar to that. Very East German, very utilitarian, um, very much of the masses and Mm -hmm. sort of questionable build quality, but robust, but (laughs) simple. So I'll go, yeah, do you agree with that bagel? Sort of Simpson-ish? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. It would be like a Trabant, but on two wheels. Yeah, it'd be like a, yeah, that (laughs) kind of. That's what it was. You know. Of of the people, yeah, yes, yes. There's no plastic, just like it's like fiberglass and hemp. Yes, hemp fiberglass. Uh, is what it is. <laughs> Card, cardboard and resin. Yes, yes. <laughs> duroplast. Yeah. All right, now I have one more question for the group. Which motorcycle company or scooter company do you think should get into making cars, and mm. why? Ooh. Who would be a good entry? And I, I'm going to go out there and and say Bentley, because that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I would, I would, Wait, if it cost a hundred thousand dollars, I would buy a Bentley motorcycle. 
We're talking the other direction, though, right? What's that? Are we talking the other direction? Car companies that would build motorcycles? No, a motorcycle 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 company company that would build a car. That should build a car. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. So I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to say Hero. Hero Corp, which not many people know that name. Yeah. But they're one of the largest manufacturers in the world of motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. And... I think that they could make a $5,000 car and maybe that's what we really need right now. I, yeah. You know what? At that point, like I feel like in a long enough timeline, any company that does deals with internal combustion motors becomes an engineering company, like right. full on engineering company. Mm-hmm. They start making buildings mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like where mm-hmm. else do you go? Right? Like I'm, I'm going to go back to the very beginning of this topic of conversation mm-hmm. And I remember having a very, very spirited conversation with the area rep for this company. And I I said to him, you know, when we talk about Kawasaki's and where they are in terms of motorcycling, I always think about in the early 70s, you had Datsun. Mm, And Datsuns were a little bit flashy and kind of cheaply made, but they were fast and they were fun. They were rally cars. I wanted, they, I wanted a B210. Right. We had one when I was a kid. We had a Every, you know, if you had a Datsun, mm-hmm. it wasn't actually in the best possible taste, you know, <laughs> but they were badass little cars. Yeah. And I think Kawasaki should make a car. And if they did, it'd be like a modern-day Datsun. You know, it'd be sportier than a Toyota. It'd probably have wind-up windows and Mm. rubber floor mats, but it'd just be fast and badass. And the styling would be uh, off the chart. I mean, look at the H2R. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing-looking thing, you know? And if if you look at the the top-of-the-line Honda Civic right now, which I think is the R, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of kind of spoilers and things sticking out of it. Which makes it cool, but it's a Honda. So if Kawasaki did it, it'd just be just friggin' batshit crazy. I, <laughs> I like you instigating an arms race. Mm-hmm. You had me sweet. with Dotson. Yeah. yeah. All right. Arlette. What a, what a Nissan. Um, I think it'd be really fun to see what KTM would do with the car. Oh, yeah. Because I, I really love that they're like, okay, yeah. we made an engine. It's the best one. We're putting it in everything. We're putting it in your toaster. Uh, yeah. We're putting it in street bikes. <laughs> we're putting it in adventure bikes. Like, they're just, they just want to put it in anything. Yeah. And I just, I'm really curious. We're like, all right, we'll put it in a car. They'll be like, that's weird, but okay. I think you're right. I think KTM could build a better Subaru. Well, they've, they've got that three-wheeler expo, right? Isn't that a KTM thing? Uh, I don't remember. I yeah, just... there's like, there was like a three-wheeler that KTM, I believe, made, and it was called the Crossbow or the Expo. I think that's what I can't remember. Can you make me remember? Like, that sounds familiar. I, I, it's, it was orange yeah. is all I remember. I can't remember <laughs> if it was an actual KTM or not, but... Well, of course it was Likely. bloody orange. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, you know, I've seen, like, Googled it and... <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, oh, bagel. Shit. Well, I got to go with the obvious and say that I would really like to see a, a Vespa car. <laughs> 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 I think that would be fun. Uh, Vespa did actually make a car in the late 50s, early 60s uh, for a few yeah. years, not very long. And it was a very small two-seater, two-cylinder, two-stroke um, that sold, yeah in small numbers and just was not a very big success because mm. um, it was kind of coming at, at the 
the end is you know, the beginning of the end of the scooter market and people were getting more into more into cars but people wanted i think people wanted something more than just a very small economy car in those days so it didn't didn't seem to do very well you know what but I, I think i think there's there's a possibility for a modern vespa you know what i imagine car. a vespa car would look like two vespas welded together <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, with a little, little cover over the top, <laughs> you know, kind of, long, cover. Kind, of, <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of like. A, well, I mean, they do make the Ape still, yeah. which yeah, I yeah, suppose yeah. you know that's about as right. close as they're going to get. Right. <laughs> All right, Jim. All right, I'm going to go both ways here. I was going to say, if a car company were to make a bike, I would go back to Ford. And two uh-huh. things come to mind: uh-huh. is Ford versus Ferrari. Probably everybody saw right. the movie, right? So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But also, they came out with the new Ford Bronco that is this desert racer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think they've got the suspension down and everything else. And I think American pride in manufacturing, Ford could make a dope whatever. Almost like a to. Ducati Scrambler. Yeah, desert sled. Oh, desert sled. Something like that, right? But, yeah. Yeah. But the other way, I would love to see, I'm going to follow, I think, Emma's vein. Um, if a motorcycle, I would love to see BSA. Make a car. I have something like yeah. Aston Martin in mind. Mm. Like Ooh, that'd Aston be put a BSA. You know, back BSA in the 1930s, roadster. back in the 1930s, BSA actually did make cars. Ooh. And they were pioneers of front wheel drive. You know, a no, okay, cool then. company is Nissan. They made motorcycles. Yeah. It's a little bit backwards, but like. And- I want to I want to follow up on your Ford. Yeah. What I would like to see uh-huh. is for Ford to make the Econoline van version in a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> to make a scooter, Econoline van oh, version, nice. dude. Right? Yeah. yeah the, like the, the Pacific engine compartment could like slide open just like this. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, because those white vans are everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, knock. <laughs> so, what motorcycle company should make a, a car? Uh, I thought you already asked me. Oh, you? did I? Yeah, no, that was, that was the first one. Oh, you're right. I'm yeah. sorry. You got, yes. So there you go. I think it, it's an interesting question. Why isn't there more crossover? Um, and but the we, answer is there is, but you just don't realize yeah. it. Well, and I wish it was more obvious. Crossover. I think, yeah. the, I think yeah. the answer is you, just because they're transportation, cars and motorcycles are not necessarily as related because a lot of companies made or make Sewing machines, right. mm-hmm. or airplanes, right. or pianos, outboard motors, or pianos. Yeah, so and, it's yeah. it's whatever their business makes money is really and, what it is. Oh, and man. thinking, let's take it. BMW as an example. BMW motorcycle riders and BMW car drivers are a far different demographic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're aimed at very very different people. I wonder if what Mitsubishi would make. An excavator motorcycle. <laughs> and I'm gonna. Well, they did. They did make a scooter called the Silver Pigeon. Did they? Ooh, Ooh. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. How, how yep. do you say that in Japanese? I don't know. Silver <laughs> I would. I would suggest Silver Pigeon. Ah. Yes. Also, apparently, KTM did make a race car. It's Ooh. hilarious looking. It's it's called the Crossbow, spelled X. Yeah, Crossbow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it just looks like a flying wedge out of a video game. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. What, it's what is this, a Mitsubishi Silver Pigeon? I'm going to look this thing up. <laughs> well, and while yeah. you look up, the BSA car looks like something Sir Topham had. Oh, yes. <laughs> right I, take, I, take, I take that back. It was Mitsubishi was Fuji, not Mitsubishi. Oh, Fuji, Silver Pigeon yeah. was Fuji, not Mitsubishi. Okay. Well, well I'm going to look it up nevertheless. Since sure, we're also talking about projects, getting into projects for the winter, um, I 
you know, I've been working on my KZ400, which we got running. Emma mm-hmm. diddled it, ran great. Mm-hmm. Oh, for a couple of passes around the block. That thing's great. It r- rides Until nice. Until it bogged out again. Oh, no. And uh, per Emma's instructions, I took uh, off the gas tank and I drained it. And it is, the petcock was full of rust. Oh, Ooh, shitty. So now rust. you got to do the, the carbs so too? I got to do, I got to do the thing where you the clean tank. the gas tank. Yeah, it's your turn. For some God. people, this is a big deal. And yeah. there's a, there's yes, different dude. ways to do it. So I wanted to take a moment and talk about different ways to do it. This is good because we get tons of questions on this. <laughs> yes. So Emma, I'll Hello. tell you what I have done before and then you can tell me all the things that are wrong with it and better <laughs> ways to do it. How about that? All right, then. All right. Um, so this has a lot of surface rust in it that I didn't notice before, mm-hmm. but it is loose and it's going to be a problem. Enough so that it needs the nut and bolt treatment. Her people aren't familiar with this. Agitation. Remove the pet cock because you don't want it to get all bent up. Throw some some nuts and bolts in there. Count them. Yes. <laughs> Count them. Yes. And start shaking like your life depends on it. Uh, or, or sometimes people have used chain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what you're doing is sliding it around for it to scrape all the rust, get it loose, and then you're flushing it out with um, something like kerosene or yeah, vinegar. Yeah, it's very effective, and you can actually use um, drywall screws mm-hmm. because they're sharp. But the key is count them because 10 drywall screws go in, 10 come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can use one of those magnets on a... Like a car antenna with a magnet on the end, you go, you know. Um, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with so that method. In the past, I've done a project like this, and it was very rusted. Yes. So what I did was I did the vinegar treatment, where you just put is it like a an apple cider vinegar in there, yes. thing, and let it sit. It's it's slightly acidic. It helps kind of burn yes. some of it out, loosen up more of it. Um, then what I did was I put nuts and bolts in it. And I wrapped it in a garbage bag and taped it up. Then I wrapped it in a comforter and pillows and then wrapped that in another plastic bag and I taped it up. I then wrapped that in another comforter and pillows and I shoved it into my dryer (laughs) and I turned it on. Oh, you made a rock tumbler. (laughs) I made a rock tumbler and I let it just tumble. With no heat, I presume. The reason for all Mm. the... Blankets and everything are obviously to yes cushion it. Mm-hmm. So you want it kind of in the center, moving around, not going clank clank in your dryer. But it's pretty effective, wouldn't you say, Emma? Yeah, I mean it's you've you've got to watch dryers because even if you have them set on cold, you know they generate a lot of heat. Um, and and a lot of plastic bags because you do not want any fumes no to escape. Well. Also, I was going to say, please make sure that you you clear out the tank of any sort of volatile things, because even if you have your dryer on no heat at all, uh, if fumes escape out of there, the electric motor will, will throw off sparks that can, can can cause an explosion. Which is why it's covered in, in two garbage bags and duct tape. Yeah. Wow. 
But, you know, generally, all you're doing is you're breaking up the rust. You're breaking up the rust. So you can do it by hand, and it's good workout, and, you know, your arms can end up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger's, and that's a good thing. Then you well, can, you've said it before. What's the, what do you use to get it down in there? Oh, I've got a special tool that Ooh. I've developed over the years. Wait a minute. Have, yeah. have, you, have, you, have you ever done the, the Metal Rescue thing version of it, where you put it in Well, the, no, hang on. on before we get to Metal Rescue. So, yeah, I want to talk about all the other kind of right. options. Okay, so my favorite for a long, long time, Yamaha did their own um, rescue for fuel tanks, and it was the Yamaha two-part treatment. And oh, you can still occasionally get it. Um, but it's old stock now, and it's not as good as it used to oh, be. Oh, like chemicals that you could actually buy them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, um, and, and I've done in the past where you do the acid bath yes. and then the coating. Yeah, oh, and no, it, no, and no, the no, acid no, no. actually went through the tank and left pinholes, and right. I needed to get filled. And then you had to do the coating. And then I got the coating, yeah. Now, um, these days my favorite is Metal Rescue, mm. and you get it from Home Depot. It's not cheap. It's about 30 bucks for a gallon, okay. which is enough to do a tank. But there's a couple of things you need to remember. It's the good thing about Metal Rescue is it is completely biodegradable, so you can chuck it down the drain when you're done with it. And they actually suggest you can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's safe on you. It's safe for your animals. It's just it's a completely inert stuff. The only thing it's very dangerous for is rust. Mm -hmm. However, it's it's temperature sensitive. Mm, so if okay. you're in a cold climate, you either have to wait until the spring or get the garage temperature up and keep it up for the duration of the treatment. And, you know, the treatment can last eight hours. Yeah. And the second thing, and this is very, very important in a case like yours, Liza, as the fuel evaporates, it leaves residue, especially... um fuel that's high in ethanol it leaves that gooey sugary residue and metal rescue or indeed any other etching stuff won't touch the metal with that residue in so you Mm. have to break up that residue first so the metal rescue can actually get to the metal effectively been varnished over right right? exactly gotta get that varnish out which is where we come to this little tool that i made because, you know, my living is fixing old English bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down to the hardware store and I got a rotary wire brush, a steel <clears> brush. That's exactly what I'm thinking in my head. Uh, a tiny one. It's only about an inch diameter. They use them uh, for pipes and for chimney cleaning. Yes. There's all different types of versions of them. So what I did then was I got this and then I welded it onto a long rod, which is about a foot long. And then um, I got a quite a close-fitting plastic tube so I could hold the plastic tube and the rod can spin quite freely oh, inside as a, it. as a bearing. As like a bearing. Mm, yeah. right. And then like I, welded, BBC, okay. I welded the brush onto the end of the rod. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I go in through the um, gas cap and then I just get the brush 
as far as I can all around inside the tank by changing gotcha. the angle. And you can you can't get all of it, yeah. but you can get a great deal of it. You just kind of break up what's inside there yeah. and then do the treatment with a metal rescue. I get it. You kind of made a closet auger except except with, yeah. a, with a brush at yeah. the end of yes, it. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And that works very, very well. Okay. Just a couple of things, though. Number one, obviously, you always are going to have pinholes. I've had two tanks manifest themselves with pinholes lately, mm. both after I got the f- painted. Ah. Uh, pain in the ass. Yeah, absolute Man. pain in the ass. And yeah. one was a gorgeous um, BMW GS, um, one of the original oh, yeah. 100 GSs, yeah. which went home last weekend. Um, and because I'm in a very, very small unit, I only keep about a gallon of fuel in each bike. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, it's time to go home. Let's fill up the tank. So you fill up the tank and it leaks. Yeah. Like, oh, Aww. shit. Yeah, it's like, I was like pressure testing that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, it's so then the off, it goes, off it goes to the welder. And yeah. um, he's very, very good. He's got this like, it's paste. It's a thermal barrier and you slap it on the outside and mm-hmm. it usually saves the paint. Um, oh, cool. I see what you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other okay. one was the Vincent Black Shadow tank. Yeah. And that had a very, very nasty little pinhole right up on the top. Mm. And again, he managed to save it without destroying... T- that bike needed a paint job anyway. Yeah. As nice as it looked in the pictures, the paintwork was quite kind of hokey and the pinstripes were disgusting. So. I'm trying to remember um, when I had the pinholes on mine, Alan across the street, he helped me out and he used a metal that he melted and let pool there, almost yeah. like a solder, but it yeah. wasn't. What was it? Well, yeah, I mean, there's variety. It wasn't bronze. What was it? Silicon bronze? No, it was something like that, where he put a stick of something in there and then he heated. No, you can lead it. It wasn't lead, but it was something it's like, like that. It's like a lead substitute. And it just basically just made a pool it's at the bottom to cover all the pinholes. Body solder. Mm. I mean, I do yeah. body yeah. soldering uh, at my place. The thing that you really want to avoid, and I'm going to start probably quite a frenzied debate among people here. Mm-hmm is about tank coatings and how you should avoid them. Yeah. Yeah, I keep and hearing the same story. You're it's not... It's... Before I get the manufacturers, the coatings, call me up and say, Emma, you're full of shit. It's not their fault. It's the fault of fuel. Fuel is changing. And it's so detrimental to any kind of coating in the tank. It doesn't matter. Even the highest quality ones, you know, for a while, Eastwood did a very, very good one. There's another one. Um, I can't remember. It's called Red Something, which, again, was very, very good. But this modern blender fuels just tears that crap up. You really need to avoid this stuff um, and um, just keep the inside of the tank bare metal if you mm-hmm. can. Yeah, they. I don't think they've really gotten a good liner anymore but um the other question i have for you emma hello and this is where i struggle with doing this because between all these treatments you need to flush it out oh yes what do you use to flush it with because using like kerosene stuff like that it's still expensive by the gallon so what are you using to flush it well because you can't use water well you can you can you can but you need to be very very careful so Here's the method for when you get all the crap out of your tank, the best thing you can do is actually use a jet, you know, a power washer mm. oh, to blast okay. that stuff out and loosen up any of the remaining crap. But 
flush it out as best you can. So you get all the water out and shake as much of it as you can. Now, you know yourself, there's always going to be a little bit left in there. Mm -hmm. But the atmosphere in the tank is now pretty inert because you've had the treatment in there, which is inert. You flush it with water. You've got to dry it out and quickly. So the easiest way is just get your hairdryer, stick it in the filonec, set it on high and leave it. And dry all that moisture out. As soon as it's dry, as soon as you shake it and there's no moisture left, stop quickly, put your pet cock in and fill it immediately before it chance, has chance. So you don't want to like spray WD-40 rust. in there or anything? No, just fill it up before it flash rusted. Okay. And that's it. You know, it's a, it's a process. Dealing with rusty tanks is a pain in the mm-hmm. ass. You know, I, I recently did um, Chris Wiggins CBX. Yeah. And the tank on that was just awful mm. and i flushed it so many times for it and it's finally getting better now and he's actually beginning to do some miles on it but you know you can beautifully rebuild a set of carburetors but it's meaningless without a decent gas tank as you found out yep you know going and going it Problem. just keeps going and going and going and going yeah um i've got a project arriving tomorrow which i'm extremely excited about but it's going to be a pain in the rump it is a 1972 drum brake Suzuki GT550 mm. with 700 miles on the clock. Oh, wow. wow. So it, it's, it's a sitter, huh? It's, it's, it's a sitter, and Oof. it's got a very rusty fuel tank oh, with a gorgeous original paint job on oh, it. Was it stored wow. indoors, do you know? Yep. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be carburetors, rings, crank seals, and a gas tank. Mm. And, you know, when they get that bad, the only way to do the gas tank and save the original paint is you do a thermal barrier over the whole of the gas tank, flip it upside down, cut the bottom out, mechanically remove all the rust, oh, and then, like, and then yeah. weld in a new bottom. Yeah, I mean, a good TIG welder yeah. would be hmm. pretty good at avoiding, you know, well, big-time th- hotspots, right? Thankfully, like, you know, my friend Brian is probably one of the best welders in the world. You can't just replicate a new tunnel? Yeah, well, that's what you do. You replicate oh, a I new thought, tunnel and it, weld but, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the first time I met Brian, he, he had a welding shop up in the in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And um, I went up to visit him, and uh, he had some very strange-looking mechanical stuff on his bench and i said oh what's that for he said oh it's for the space shuttle it was for nasa yeah <laughs> so you know he's he's a pretty damn good yeah, welder welders are and he's, no joke. Wow. he's um he's very good at gluing things back together that shouldn't be glued <laughs> together <laughs> yeah so um i'm picking it up tomorrow night i'm ex- this project and it's gold you know even amongst first year model year gt550s the blue ones are valuable, mm. but the gold ones are like crazy valuable. Mm. So mm. it's I'm really really excited about it. I'm going to collect it tomorrow night. Cool. Good luck, dude. Like Very nice. fucking yeah. Yeah, you need your wits about you yeah. when you're laying your hands on something like that. Because yeah. my god, if you wow. scratch it. So like, is there a possibly chance that you actually take another second or third look and see if you could actually do that without having to remove it mechanically? Oh, I'm going to I'm going to save gonna... it if I can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Isn't that isn't that gorgeous? Jim's just pulled up some pictures of the gold. Yeah, we're checking isn't it out. Isn't that just wild? Oh, Look at that front gosh. brake. Beautiful. I mean, all the chrome's great. The exhaust is cool, and the color pops. Yeah, that's the bike right there. 
Oh, yeah, oh, superb yeah. looking mm-hmm. thing. Oh, um, shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so seven hundred miles on the clock. Woo! Oh, All right. Yes. All right. I like you getting excited about stuff. Oh, like I, I, <laughs> any about <laughs> motorbikes, dear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got time for some emails. Knock, I gave you the shortest one. Oh, thank you. Want to start with it? I'll still fuck it up. <laughs> How many times can I fuck this one up? Actually, you know what, Knock? Why don't you read it and answer it? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, no I don't pressure. know if I can answer this. Really? Let's give I, I might. Pressure. I might be wrong. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, this is for our our buddy from our buddy Rowdy Reimer. Hey, Rowdy. Hey, it's Rowdy. Rowdy, it's been a while. Haven't heard, yeah, <laughs> haven't heard from Rowdy in an age. And, and uh, he's, uh, he's the topic is torque wrenches. Uh, hello, Misfits. I'm currently listening to Podcast 443. Yes. And I just heard Miss Emma discuss torque wrenches. Yes. So I've got a question for Miss Emma. Yes, darling. Uh, what do you do to test and recalibrate your torque wrenches? Thanks. Rowdy Auto Rhymer. He said doo-doo. <laughs> um. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> that voodoo that you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah so do you? Because you're always telling me, make sure that dark wrench is loosened. Why? Why not? Well, why? Um, oh, it, the spring takes a set. The uh, yeah. the torque. Uh, yeah. The, well, the, the best. There's, there's a spring inside the torque wrench, and if yeah. you leave it uh, a torque down, it. It affects the stretch of the. the Eventually, screen. it will affect the. You should always wind off a torque so wrench. Yeah. When that's a good question. How do you calibrate a well, torque wrench? There's two ways. Oh. And the first way is to take it to a reputable tool repair place and say, recalibrate my torque wrench. They do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where? Se- well, Sounds I don't know. Yeah, I know. The second way is to find a friend who has either a new or a um one that you know it's accurate a good torque wrench and just compare, compare. on bolt or just get 10 friends it's like it's it's like a, nine uh, out of ten you know don't some auto shops have like a torque wrench calibrator in there if they're like a really good shop a really good shop should have a calibrator yeah. because the like tr- a bench unit or something. yeah i don't recommend because the obvious thing i will just rent a torque wrench from um O'Reilly's or AutoZone or something and calibrate it with that one. They are so abused. Yeah. I would not trust any torque wrench that you rent. It's almost like a tire pressure gauge. Just get three of them and see how it works out. Hey, I have another question. Um, Let's say if you use an extension. So you got the torque wrench and then an extension and then a socket. Does that affect the torque reading? Well, only if things go off at a crazy angle. I mean, if you've got... um, a socket with, say, a six-inch extension, mm-hmm. and then the torque wrench on top of that, there is going to be a small amount of twisting through the extension, but it's negligible unless you're going really high. Mm-hmm. If you're going up over 50, 50 foot-pounds, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, just go straight on to the socket. But it's more importantly, whenever you're using an extension bar, make sure that you keep it absolutely straight. Mm. Because if you go off at a bit of an angle, things are going to get really weird really quickly. Okay. So, you know, it's more important if you're using an extension bar, use the shortest one you can get away with and support it so it's absolutely in line with the bolt. Mm-hmm. And you'll be fine. Got it. But if you're going for the really, really high torques, like the like rear, rear axle, axle. Yeah. and stuff like that, you, no. Mm-mm. Torque wrench, socket. Hey, Jim, go. next time email your question and get in line. You just cut the line. Are you talking to me? No, that was a good question. Um, I have one from P. 
Pete, Pete Weston. He says, hey, just a note of thanks. Hello, Pete. This week's discussion on fears was great. As I have listened to you for years, this subject has been an elephant in the room all along. Mm. I'm 59 and have had seven surgeries for shit I've torn up in the past 20 years. Mm. Last summer, it was a patellar tendon. Uh, that was torn while trying to hero over a tree stump. Nice. <laughs> and this summer, just a run-of-the-mill hernia. Uh, I'm waiting oh. for Jim to start getting these. You've been really doing pretty good. Nothing to be further from the truth. I'm a he says, fine I'm, shape. I plan to keep on riding till the very end, but I'm ready to take limiting risk more seriously. Mm. When I was young and racy, I always knew a lot about my limits and the limits of adhesion. I was always messing around at the edges. The consequences was that it was easy to be relaxed when I was pulled back and riding conservatively. But these days, I'm done exploring the edges. And the consequences is that it is less easy to be relaxed while riding conservatively because I don't have near the sense of where those edges are. And this is kind of what I was describing, Mm -hmm. how I'm like starting to feel uncomfortable riding simple things I used to do. I think that's exactly the point because I don't know where the edge is anymore. Um, he says, I feel like your guest last week, Cat McLeod, yes. uh, was on the cusp of helping me with this, and then he got distracted by the banter. Cat <laughs> was good at that. Um, he says, love you guys, Pete. Thanks for recognizing that. And yeah, elephant in the room. I think a lot of people go through it, and um, it's something that, I mean, I'm struggling a bit with. It's a head game. I think a lot of people go through it, and that's why I like sharing that, because we all talk about it and we can kind of help each other through it well i think part of it recognizing you know he's older is is chemically your body as you age you you're chemically you become more conservative right when you're Mm -hmm. younger your body chemistry is like risk-taking charge yeah arlette's still there yeah she is she will always always be there Um, but i think you know cut yourself some slack you know as you age your body chemistry is going to slow you down a little bit not to mention your vision but, um, you know, mm-hmm. so it's a natural thing. It's probably a good idea. You know, you don't want to be flipping off your dirt bike at 40 miles an hour anymore. So relax. And did did I talk about enjoy. my irrational fear of big, black, hairy spiders? Or that's, is it rational? That's not irrational. That's that pretty rational. common. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite. Insects oh. and weird, hairy, small shit like that. Yeah, like hairy. Like creepy like, crawlies. I think it's like evolutionarily big, great yeah. into us. Big, big, humpy, stripy back bastards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because those things are, are venomous or poisonous to us. And like, you know. It means it's going to rain. Might yeah. most of them, but they look like them, you know. Like this weird. reminds me, Jim, you didn't come last week. It was Halloween. And I put. I had Where a costume. Oh. I had a costume that only oh, you yes. would appreciate. <laughs> it was and a, you never came by. She was so Jim. She was so proud of her costume. Oh Everybody was like, like it. it was like it was like exactly for Jim costume. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. She dressed up for you and everything. I, I had know. a sandwich in a plastic baggie in <laughs> oh, my pocket. I was two stroke man. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it exactly. Oh, you're a two stroke <laughs> man. Oh, shit. Were you wearing a flannel <laughs> shirt? Yeah. No. Oh, well, maybe that's why no. Just the normal stuff. <laughs> we need I to had change. a hoodie. We need oh, to change so you're criticizing now. Guys. You got to wear a flannel shirt and cowboy boots. Bag in the sandwich. Emma, what right. you got there? I have an email from Chris. Wait, you have to read it with the proper accent. I've got the bloody proper accent. <laughs> um, it's from Chris Bud. Hey, Chris. Hi, Misfits. I wrote to you last August. And you were kind enough to read out my mail. Big excitement at the time, as we had managed to get away to Spain Ooh. on the first post-COVID holiday. Parivan. 
Yes, nice. and I just had to wake all my sunbathing friends to inform them I was on your, <laughs> on your podcast. Oh, I'm on a bloody podcast! <laughs> wake up, you gits! You're now uh, at least five degrees closer to Kevin Bacon, right? Exactly. <laughs> that how that so, um, Via Norman, Re- Norman Reedus, you mean? Yeah, yes. something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> on to the update. Um, I finished the Honda TL125 restoration. Lovely job he did as well. Photo attached. And caught up on all your podcasts. The important element being the advice that Miss Ever give Miss Emma gives being spot on and timely. Well, Ooh, I do my best, darling. There you go. One afternoon, I was struggling with fitting a new gear lever onto the splinder is shaft, mm. and it wouldn't. Uh, it would go on, but didn't just feel right. Then, at that moment on the podcast, Miss Emma explained that a smear of grease would help the splines align when fitting new gear linkages. Brilliant, and why did I never think of that? And then he did a sort of winky face with a nose <laughs> thing. Um, Eggplant. But, you know, that's a very, very important thing. For some reason in people's head, you think if you've got like a spline shaft with a with a match in a gear shift lever or a, a shaft drive wheel, it has to be dry. And it's quite the opposite. It needs to be greased so that every spline can actually... Just like a differential. Yes, exactly. In yeah, in the Earl. You need it in the Earl. In the Earl. Earl. So um the Honda sold straight away, so I moved on to the next project. Ooh. I always wondered what would happen if aliens arrived in the nineteen fifties B movie Shiny Flying Saucer mm-hmm. and accidentally abducted a Spanish nineteen seventy Charles bike by mistake for all their right. experiments. <laughs> well, I'm sure we've all wondered that, Chris. Um the Osa Mar project is my guess. The result photo too. Osa there it is. Mar. Oh, that. That's right, I'm good. looking at it right now. <laughs> no, it's absolutely superb. It's very, very mm. nice indeed, and extremely shiny. Ooh, it is very shiny. Um, if that I have cool. not sent you to sleep by now, my up the butt bike mm-hmm. would be. Which reminds me, Jim. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. You know. No. You no. know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, what? What's no. happening? All right. No. We won't talk about the toys. <laughs> no. Maybe no. some fruit. Oh She'll tell you later. Oh. When when we've stopped recording. <laughs> people people were buried with their heirlooms apparently. Um if I have not sent you to sleep <laughs> by now, my, my up the bike would be a Bruff Inferior SS100, yeah. but it has to be the one T. Lawrence, i.e. Lawrence of Arabia, mm. crashed and I think died. It's currently mm. in the Imperial War Museum, and so we might have to steal it. Another kind of winky yeah. smiley face. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a heist. It's a Ocean's heist. Britannica. Well, <laughs> that's the way keep, they got most of their stuff anyway. Keep up. <laughs> we'll be taking oh, it back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. taking it back. Oh, yeah. That's fired. Not wrong, though. Keep wrong. up the banter and stay shiny side. Oop, Chris. Um, ah, nice. Yeah, beautiful job on the bikes, Chris. I mean, you know, these these are way above misfit standard in every way. <laughs> yeah. True. So nicely done, nice. dear. All right, Jim. All right, <clears throat> Jim. Hold it out here. Jim, <laughs> um, you know, the, <laughs> you know those men. I do know those men. You got, you got to do this. I also know bow-legged women. Yeah. Yeah. He's Put holding it at arm's length. <laughs> Did you forget your readers, Jim? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Hey. This is from uh, Aeromoto, Joe Winters. Nice. Uh, howdy, y'all. Longtime listener and Patreon. I bet hey. the cheap bastard level. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with that. No. Aereo. I enjoyed seeing the Santa Cruz contingent at the AMA Vintage yeah. Days this year. Yeah. And I appreciate Liza me giving me props for running my 1972 Suzuki RV90. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, good. And the hair scrambles. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hats off to you. Sick. Uh, the race ended poorly uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me, but luckily both the bike and I still run. Excellent. Oh, good. All right. Anyways, uh, I thought I would give what I think is a top tip, just a tip Ooh. from an amateur mechanic, yeah. and that is to go through your tools once a year to remind yourself what you actually have. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good tip. I have completed fixing something or the uh, something or the other with busted knuckles or needlessly stressed out only to discover later that I had the right tool for the job, but I forgot that I had it and uh, made the job way harder than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, quick question. Uh, I'm changing the brake lines this winter on my 07 Jixer 750. Mm. Should I rebuild the Caterpillars while I'm doing that? Just kidding. Calpers while I'm doing that, seeing as how it's creeping up on 15 years since the bike was born. Fuck it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Love the show. Keep on keeping on. Right on. Thanks, Joe. It's not that hard. It's it's always a good idea, especially if you live in the cold climate. Um, A bit of salt around. A bit of corrosion and all that stuff so yeah, yeah. do do the lot mate just be, you know be careful launching the pistons out yeah point them away from your face yes and groin or fingers <laughs> yeah. you guys are no fun <laughs> all right we got time for one more what you got there arlet i the subject is hi from costa rica can you oh, read it shit. into the microphone <clears throat> we're international there you go. yes You're so oh this is an inter hi in um, costa rica i'll let you have to do it in a costa rican accent. yes uh, I know a bunch of Americans who live there, so I'm going to proceed. Yes, expat accent. Ah. That's fine. So it's hi from Costa Rica. Hello. That's what she said. <laughs> she did. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. It was actually kind of disruptive. Uh, I got your disruption right here. <laughs> no, you're gonna wow. say that with like a New Jersey. Hey, I got your disruption right here. I'm disrupting over here. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Anyway, you don't seem sorry at all, by the way. Hi. So I was listening to your Halloween episode and found it quite freaky, pun intended, that you guys mentioned Paul Smart as I was going to write you last week and Mm -hmm. ask you to tell me why Why? Why? Ducati has a desmodromic valve system, what it is, and why they use it. Mm. And then I was going to tell you that my up-the-butt bike would be a Paul Smart Ducati 1000. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd prefer an original, but I'm pretty sure there are a lot more mischievous sexual activity needed to get one of those. I didn't realize that Paul had died recently and just loved the bit that Emma did about him. That was awesome. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) And, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, there's more. Oh. Um, Also to Liza, I have some similar feelings regarding anxiety Mm -hmm. or fear on the bike lately. I'm 51, and most of the guys in our group are around the same age and have recently grown quite conservative in their riding habits. We used to be hell on wheels. So maybe it's a bit of getting older and wiser, but honestly, I kind of preferred the carefree feeling previously, not to be confused with careless. 
I've taken a couple spills off-road in the last year, and one really big one on the track at the end of a straightaway due to tire failure. Whoa. So I think that has definitely played into my constant fear of falling and getting close to the limits now. It is kind of annoying, because while I thoroughly enjoy riding on the street or dirt, I feel like I'm constantly thinking about injury and wrecking. Mm. I've gone overboard on the protective gear, that's for sure. In a couple months, I'm going to try to get back to the track and see if I can conquer some of those anxieties. Anyway, if you figure some things out, let me know. Uh, I've been loving the show and really inspired by Naked Jim to do a lot more solo riding this oh. year. Hell yeah, buddy. So much to Good the job. point that it's my main deal now, but still love an occasional buddy ride. Oh, yeah. that's the greatest. That's I'll, I'll comment on that, right? Because I would say use use that fear to your advantage in the sense that like what I do, it keeps me like active and in shape. It's like I'm going <laughs> to the desert next week. So I've been on the kettlebell, right? Mm. Like regular, like doing squats See? and doing kettlebell. Daddy. So, <laughs> but I, I think it's like, understand that just because you're like getting a little older, fuck it, dude. Age is seriously just a number. It's like stay fit, stay flexible. Do Pilates. If you haven't discovered oh, Pilates, water so and hardcore. breathe through your nose. But Pilates is not It's, that, is it's not like Pilates of the Caribbean. No, but you shred Parmesan cheese on top of it. Oh, I see. Emma, can I take the one about the desmadronic valves? Well, I mean, I think we should do a whole thing on that. Because we, can, it, we can do it in the future. I was just going to give the short answer, which are just like other valves. They just gave it a fancy That's name. That's Amore. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've addressed it uh, several times, just but they were always kind of in passing, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the truth is, and I'll, I'll keep it short, the Ducati released the Paul Smart replica, um, I think in 20 whatever. What did we say? Yes. 2015? 12? 2012. I think. There is no original. The original Paul Smart was the bike that Paul Smart won Imola on, mm -hmm. and it was just one. Mm. And it's probably worth a million dollars. And as far as desmodromic valve gear goes, it's really obsolete by now. Yeah. It was designed at a time when, in order to get an engine to rev, it was a means of overcoming poor valve springs. Now technology's gotten so good with valve springs, it's obsolete. But because it's become its own thing, it's kind of a trademark. Yeah. Ducati could quite easily make just as high a horsepower with conventional valve springs. But desmodromic valve gear has become such a thing. It's almost as Ducati as the red paint. Yeah. So that's why they hang on to it. But really now, from a technological standpoint, it's, it's just a mechanical means of closing the valves. That's all it is. There are no valve springs in a desmodromic bike. It's got a means of opening the valve, and it's got a little fork that closes the valve. And it's very good. It was very good in the 1950s for high-horsepower engines that revved high yeah. because valve spring technology was very bad back then. They wanted, they wanted really aggressive right. lifts, and, right? And, yeah, and Mercedes really bought say, into it in a did you big see it in way. Cars, huh? yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. <clears throat> um, I think 300 SLRs had um, desmodromic valves back in the day. Mm. But, you know, now oh. valve springs are so good. I mean, Honda make valve springs that won't bounce at like 14,000 RPM. Yeah. How, you know... How high do you want to rev? I mean, like, Ducati's even got bikes that don't have the desmodromic systems in their lineup right now. Oh, they always did. Yeah. 
you know, I my I actually had a Ducati back in the day. I had 1973 750 hmm. GT, which is what the Paul Smart bike was based on, and that had conventional valve springs. Did I know that? But it had bevel. It had you know, bevel drive, yeah. Yeah, it had yeah. bevel drive. Yeah, and of course, I had the little windows in there, so you could see the yeah, bevels yeah. turning. Yeah, but cool. um, it's super cool. Um, but it had conventional valve springs. So mm. tra la la. But you know, it, even Honda have done weird valve springs. I I did a Honda four fifty cylinder the other day. Oh, the torsion did bar springs. Torsion bar springs. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. You need your wits about you to do those things. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks for uh, sending in all the emails and asking questions. Yes, brilliant, isn't it? Aye. Aye. Um, now I have one more question for Nock. Oh, boy. Um, Nock, you know those kind of men that... Um... <laughs> I have no idea what um, Nock, we need a, a logo for the T-shirts for the Num Nuts Challenge. Ah, shit. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I don't do fiber work anymore. I'm just too tired. No. Go on fiber. Go on fiber. You get one for five really? bucks. Really? You don't want to come up with the Num Nuts challenge? Oh, my gosh. Oh, really. come on, knock. It's that about time you did something for us. You should, oh, shit. <laughs> you should think of people other than yourself oh, for once man. in a while. I'm selfish me. Damn. It would be good for you. It, I think <laughs> I would, it could uh, be a stretch. Come on, these nuts. Yeah, these Num Nuts. I will think about it. If you can think about it, because... Again, if if somebody's interested in uh, participating in, We're gonna call it the nuts, the nuts challenge. Why not? Uh, oh, jeez! If you design not, it, then it's that might be done. one of the the levels you have to. I'm going to put a walnut on your seat. <laughs> it, <laughs> the num nuts. Oh, dude, that would be the oh, dude, no. <laughs> nut challenge. This um, is the inaugural num nuts challenge. Lots of nuts. You get a golden walnut. Walnuts. Oh, see, he's thinking. The wheels are spinning. So you you work on that. Um, And if you're interested in joining it, again, I haven't set the date, but I need to see if I have enough people interested uh, in going after that $1,000 prize. um, Shoot us an email. RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Right. And if you have a tell me why question, <laughs> send it on in. Yes. You know, I earworm you every time now. I- I'm waiting for a cease and desist from those people. <laughs> <laughs> then I know we Actually, it's made seven it, bars. You, ha- you, ha- you can do <laughs> under <laughs> seven bars. We'll just give our opinion yeah. of the song every Checked. time, and then it's a review. That's why you can yeah. always do da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> no more <laughs> um and uh yeah if you have any questions go ahead and send them on over to us um this is a time where i say thank you to everyone who's sending the emails yeah and to uh, especially especially our patreon supporters because that's uh, the money i'm gonna use they're the best of the best that's the money i'm gonna use i thought you know a thousand bucks is pretty decent we should get mike to edit prize. some footage <laughs> Well, yeah, I want to put it up on the YouTube uh, channel. It's not just about the $1,000. It's about being Mm. immortalized. And sprayed with a hose. And sprayed with a hose. Well, we'll see. And see the first person to do it. Emma's burlesque (laughs) Well, but look, there's... There are all these Facebook challenges Merkin. and TikTok challenges that go around. Might be a little bit of I think that this is one that could be fun and people around the country could do it and even host their own little competition. Yeah, in your own hometown. Yeah. I just can't believe that I couldn't find 
any records of this being a thing sitting on a motorcycle. And it's, it's such a brilliant uh, yeah. idea. I well, it's like people <laughs> put their, you know, the competition put yeah. your hand on a car last week wins a car. Yeah. So, oh, I remember your last world record. I don't want to say it in case it's a secret. The office chair one? Yeah. Oh, that's still in uh, the planning okay. also. Mm-hmm. I've got world records on the mind. <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're going to make a name for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think, yeah. I think we already have, do you? Yes. Mm. And, and Emma, I'm going to thank you in advance for opening the garage for me next weekend. Yes, you're going to be in uh, Lost Wages. Las Vegas to play, baby. Are you? I eels. Solo? No, I'm taking one of my kids with ah, me. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, just going to go play. But I'll be back for the podcast. Okay. Where are you staying? Uh, Your mom's house. Oh. Yeah. Treasure <laughs> Island, I think. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, they got Pirate Show out front. Yeah, well, not anymore, really. Well, no, but we're gonna go do Meow Wolf. If you don't know what it is, <laughs> you look up Meow Wolf. There's one in Denver, one in Santa Fe, and one in Las Vegas. Is it a restaurant? Mm. No, it's it's weird experience. Ooh, it's, it's cool. A, is it? Yeah. It's like it's walking cool through um, a dream. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's supposed oh, to be like, like a fever dream. Like, giant immersive art. But it's, thing. Oh, yeah, it's giant scale. scale. It's giant. Yeah. But it's like cool. altered reality. It's oh, not just like cool. cool, you know, holograms. It's like altered reality. It's weird. I went to the Santa Fe one. And oh, you really? Yeah. 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 And like, I went to Burning Man a bunch of times. This is much cooler. <laughs> Way better. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. So I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. This is Eliza. This is Daddy. Giga. Oh. <laughs> no. Emma Darling. Arlette. Make a gym, son. Mm-hmm. Bagel. And we're out of here. Cool. Electrolytes. Cool. <laughs>